and let's see. Hello. Welcome to the Malice Experience. I am, well, Mr. Malice. Um, over here to the, my left, I guess your guys is right, as always would be. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's confusing for the people in here in the chat because everybody in the chat is in a different position than they are on the actual screen. Bear I'm with Mystic me. Salon. Yeah, Mystic's right there. And then we've got a special guest, Crimson Mel, which is on your guys' screen below me. <laughs> All right. Um, so, today, ladies and gentlemen, um, first and foremost, Crimson, uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for coming to hang out. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I mean, you, you pretty much just said, no, you're getting on here or else I'm going to kick your butt. So it's like, okay, okay. I mean, I, I, right. have, I, I have been known to be quite persuasive. So uh, <laughs> though, though, if, you know, a lawyer ever asked me, I wouldn't negate any threats of violence. Liability. Uh, <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, so before we get into what we normally do, cause Crimson's going to hang out with us for the whole show. Um, kind of, we're going to go through our passes and he's kind of being like an extra panel member on here. Right. So I know sometimes we do interviews and things like that. This isn't necessarily like an interview. This is more like Crimson kind of like adding different perspective, you know, to the things that we normally discuss. Right. Um, so, uh, Crimson, but before we get, we get into everything, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, your affination to, or your connection to the, uh, the, the occult, um, go for it. Okay. Um, well, hi everyone. I'm Melvin, sometimes known as Melvin the Crimson Taurus. Uh, I am the host of a paranormal supernatural podcast called Unexplained Possibilities. You can find that on YouTube, you know, shameless plug and uh, basically, my involvement with the occult and the paranormal, the supernatural, all of that stems from having a supreme interest and a thirst for knowledge and understanding. And I actually got into this originally because of aliens. That's my first thing. Yes, <laughs> your look said it all. Um, aliens is what got me into this. And this was, oh boy way, 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 way back sometime in the 1990s. So I'm aging myself, but um, but Aliens got me into it and it switched over to, to mythology and from mythology to magic and sorcery and into demons or daemons, however you want to call it, into podcasting to where I'm now able to speak with a lot of amazing people from all around the world who are witches, uh, sorcerers, um, Scientologists, believe it or not. Um, and, you know, I've been blessed to be able to, to experience that. Awesome. I mean, that's definitely um, an interesting kind of like entrance <laughs> to uh, the occult, I would say. Um, you know, aliens. So I, I, do, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? Oh, I am 100% a believer, but, you know, I, I will say this. The alien side of things tends to be a little bit nuttier than the more spiritual side of mm -hmm. things. 
and uh, I'm I'm very cautious with the alien talk because right. it's just too much. That's just ugh. but yeah, I am I'm a firm believer. You know, I think it's a little silly to think that we are the only planet capable of life, and you know, right. the universe is huge, the galaxy is huge, and mm-hmm. it's just silly for me to think like, oh no, it's only this one little blueberry. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm right there. I mean, I grew up, you know, with like a little obsessed with like kind of like the X Files, things like that. So, so if if you believe in aliens, and I have to ask, Star Trek or Star Wars? You know, you're you're opening a can of worms here. Um, that's before, putting somebody on the spot. That well, that's no, wrong. no, no, not really. Because here, here's the thing. Now, funnily enough, neither. Before Disney bought Star Wars, I would have said Star Wars. Before um, a Star Trek, uh, what a Discovery STD, and rightfully so, an STD, I would have said <laughs> after Disney Star uh, Star Wars, I would have said Star Trek. But I can't say neither. I dislike them both now. So okay. neither. Um, okay. But the one that's more based in reality is Star Trek. So. Yeah, Star Trek. I'm definitely a Trekkie. Like Star Trek is definitely my my you know poison of choice when it comes to sci-fi. Um, all right. So as we do starting out, um, Mystic Salon is going to start us out with the tarot deck of the week. Okay. So, um, Mystic has an infinite number of tarot decks in his possession. And, uh, each week he shares one with us that he thinks is appropriate for the week. Um, he gets into it and, uh, Mystic, uh, take it away. So in other words, I have a problem. Um, I, I, I'm a bit of a, what some people might call a collector or, um, just crazy with tarot. So I actually chose a tarot deck this week. I'm going to pop it up on the screen. This is not one that I would ever use, but I am just obsessed with things. Um, let me see if I can get it. I want to pop it up here on the screen. This is the beauty and I hope it's not backwards. I don't think it will be hopefully, but it's the beauty hor- uh, beauty of horror tarot. So the beauty of horror is something that's actually been around quite a bit. Um, it is a uh, start as a coloring book. Uh, actually, even before that was something else. But it, they, they have a whole bunch of these coloring books. And like, hey, you know what? Our stuff lends itself to tarot. So let's do a tarot deck. Um, interestingly enough, um, they didn't have to do a whole lot of research because this particular deck um, is really based off of Rider Waite. So um, the... I think, and I, I don't necessarily like to start out saying it's not a deck I would use. It is a beautiful deck. I obviously own it, and um, I love it, but I get so obsessed with the actual imagery that I stop paying attention to it. And I'm going to show a couple of those cards uh, in just a minute. So um, it is a full tarot, standard tarot deck, and I apologize. I have a chihuahua running all over me. You get down um, it is a full 78 tarot deck with the 22 major arcana and the 56 uh, minor arcanas, the same 10 pip cards, four court cards. So it's set up just like a regular tarot deck. It's not an oracle deck. Um, and the imagery is very specific. The card stock, it's really nice. Um, you can't ever see it on, on, on tarot but, or uh, stream. Um, but it is actually thicker than a normal card. Um, it's very textured. It's got almost like a woven feeling to it. So it's nice textured, thick card stock. Um, and the, the coloring, it reminds me of Garbage Pail Kids. If anybody remembers Garbage Pail Kids, um, have a session with them at some points. Um, but you know, it's a 
I would say it's matte. They're matte finished. Again, that little texture makes them nice. They're very easy to shuffle. They're like the standard size, unlike the the one I did a few weeks ago where you couldn't even hold them. Um, and originally, like I said, it came in from uh, or started from the beauty of horror coloring books, which were very graphic, novel type uh, imagery. And you can actually buy those on Amazon if anybody's interested. You can actually buy um, the images on this deck and color them for yourself. So they just did it for us. Um, you know, when we talk about whether it's a beginner deck, intermediate deck, or advanced deck, you know, it is what it is. This one probably wouldn't start with because, like I said, even for me, I've been doing this close to 30 years now. And I just start looking at the pictures and stop paying attention to everything else around me because I just love the images on here. So we're going to go through a couple of my favorites, like I always do, um, to give a good little, uh, whatchamacallit, um, idea behind it. Let's see. We're going to pull... Uh, where did he go? Come on, come on. I actually really like how those look. Dude, they're freaking, they're, they're really nice. And like, I think it's Rook's new favorite deck. But, um. I mean, I've seen that on here. Amazon. I've seen that on Amazon and I've kind of overlooked them. Death card. Oh, I think I just found my new deck. It's crazy. I'm telling that you. It's really nice. So, yeah, and the thing is, it's still writer weight based. So it's uh, if you're a traditional reader, you can read the traditional meanings. If you're not a traditional reader, you can uh, hopefully pull something from that image. Um, it's called Be Beauty Horror, Beauty of Horror. Beauty of Horror comes up as a coloring book. Look it up under tarot. It's not expensive either. But look at this one. This has never been a favorite card of mine as far as like imagery in general. I, I just it annoys me. But Temperance. Yep. This like is. Like, this actually is what Temperance is. Like, it really, I don't know, just love this card and the images in it. So, gorgeous. Devil's pretty standard. I do like the um, Serpent Ouroboros kind of uh, Caduceus in the center in his lap, though. But the looks on their faces, if you can see that, it's hilarious. There we go. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I know. Like, I want these blown up and hung on, a on my walls. Um, Tower's pretty standard. The star, too sexy. Nice. Like Did you know that they actually. have a? Do you know they have a color your own destiny tarot deck? Like they have that deck, but like you can color it in yourself. Yeah. Welcome back to the party. Um, <laughs> not too long ago, we had a conversation about the tarot, as we generally do. No. Uh, but yeah, they have a whole full coloring books too, like regular size coloring books. It's a. Well, it's I, one th of their I things. think it's, I've 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 heard of the it's name before. Beauty of horror, cool. like the coloring books, like those are awesome. But look, I, I'll be honest with you. When I first pulled it up, I'm going to put, put this picture back up because when I first saw this, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like this. This is going to be campy, um, uh -huh. which nothing wrong with campy. I'll buy a campy deck, but I'm not going to touch it. And it's going to be just, you know, somebody threw something together. This is an actual Rider weight deck. So it does have those mean, traditional meanings for people. And they, they took some time in it. The colors, you know, that they used evoke the appropriate emotions. It's, it's very nice the way they did it. So, um, that was I exciting. Think uh, I think I'm gonna jack that deck myself. <laughs> right? You are that's more than well. I should have should have put the link in. Um, you should have, dude. Uh, where's the one? Oh my god, there was one today. I saw. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! Like, this is one of the the cards that people freak out about, mm -hmm. and this is one that actually shows what it means. I think it's the tower. Right here, but well, the tower. Now the tower is actually pretty basic. These are like I'm into the pip cards. And I never show pip cards when we go do a tarot review. It's just they're right. boring to me usually. Um, I actually know a person that she's like, I don't use the pip cards because they just who cares? 
They don't mean anything. Like, okay, is, don't agree with you, but that is wow. Is that the two of swords? It is. Can you like anybody could get something out of this two of swords? Like, you don't need to read a book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's it's freaking insane. The whole way through this deck is like that. Um uh I think it was the five of wands that I was yeah. Um I I do like the queen. Oh look at the queen, isn't she pretty? I hate that glare. That is awesome. And I like the the typography that they use for the words at the bottom. They didn't go like it, it ties into the design of the cards. They didn't choose like a like a XYZ font, you know, just a slap at the bottom. Look at that ace of cups. That is insane. Yeah. Great deck. How, mu it, How much did it cost you? I don't remember. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like a super expensive deck. Um, the two things I don't like about it is I'm not a fan of bordered cards. I just, I'm okay. not, I don't like bordered cards. I mean, this one actually, it looks pretty good for them. I like edge to edge cards though. Um, and then the back, you can, you can't do reversals without knowing. <clears throat> I tend to prefer a symmetrical background, but you know what? Small beans. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, definitely, I'm, I'm kind of actually in the market for a, you know, a border to border deck. I, I do not have one as of right now except for i guess you'd say that the oracle cards that i have the uh dark mirror but there are three border to border story style decks that i recommend they're relatively uh relatively expensive when they come on as far as decks but they're all by the same person uh it is okay. the light visions tarot the um uh, light visions prisma visions and cosma visions and you can take the pip cards if you've never seen them before. They're all by James Eads. Dude's amazing. Mm -hmm. He hand writes a note to every single person. They all started as Kickstarter. And and I'm going to show them on stream one day when I can get my camera turned around because you literally lay out the zero, the one through ten cards. Um, it lay, they're border to border story. So it shows you the whole each every ten cards of the pip of the of the the deck is a full edge to edge story. It's like a film strip. That's so, awesome. Um, it about is. the Prisma Vision, my my neighbor actually has a couple. Um, I've seen them firsthand. Those cards, they're beautiful. They are very very cool. And um, the first deck that was sent to him, it had a uh, I don't know something messed up on it. Wrote the guy, gave him another one for free. Something was no nothing was wrong with that one, but I guess he liked my neighbor. I don't know. Sent him another one. I do think he's selling one of those decks for cheap. So if you want. I'll uh, talk to them. They're they're gorgeous, and, and it's I'll grab I might grab one when we take a uh, have a few minutes. I'll, I'll run and grab because they're right around the corner here. But um, one of the things that I enjoyed about the very first one, the Light Visions, it's a uh, like a sepia toned monochromatic deck. Yet uh -huh. it evokes so much imagery to it, and then you add on to it. I think the Prisma was next, if I'm not mistaken. And then you get the bright colors still edge to edge, though. And then Cosmovisions is just like a progress. It's amazing. I love it. I should work for him and be his marketing person because <laughs> everybody should own it, own one of those decks, at least one of them. So, right. Um, and then the book for this deck, you know, I'm not also not a fan of reading the book, but um, the introductions actually pretty neat. It kind of talks about the coloring uh, books and that process. And then it goes into mm -hmm. the um, full color, full page um nice descriptions and 
you know, he talks, the way they write the book is a little bit less about the temperance card means. It's like, okay, the word temperance means her balancing the water means it's a card that has angel wings and that means. So it really gives a reader, even if they're new, direction without saying, a traditional three of swords means strife and heartbreak. You know? So it kind of gives that, that extra oomph to it. So anyway, this is just a, a deck that I did not expect to, to love. Um, but I can't read from it. Mm-hmm. You which can't. Which is interesting. I cannot. I have not spent any time with them. The one time I did pull them out to look at them, I was like, ah, I'm going to try to do a quick read and get a little familiar with them. And I literally opened it up and like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. Uh, Mystic, I have a question for you, actually. Right, um, do you feel that when you get decks, it's it's a weird bonding that happens between you and the deck? Like, you can feel that energy from it, and, and it's like, okay, I feel this. Almost like it becomes an extension of yourself. You know, it depends. Um, I, I do think that that's pretty common. For me, uh, whenever I get a new deck, because I, I have a problem. Like, I really have a problem with tarot. But there's really only two decks I actually use. Like, in my daily anything, I, there's two decks. It's Steampunk by Barbara Moore um, and uh, the uh, Wizard's Tarot. And I just like the imagery on them. They work for me. They, they, I, like, I, I literally, things are going wrong for me. I go to those decks. I feel bonded to them. They've been through a lot. Um, I mean, the deck that I have has been, I have three or four copies of it. And the one that I use has been chewed by my dog. It's been through a uh, scary airplane ride. It's been in my luggage when I got my luggage back from a flight with three inches of water in it. Um, if you see the deck, it looks like they've been through Hellfire. So, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> usable <laughs> yeah i love them um but with all these new decks like i have i would say probably now 170 um and yeah there's yeah they're everywhere <laughs> Crimson's it's, face a, is like, it's a problem um and i can like i sometimes will like, we'll be talking i i did a reading for somebody and i don't do readings very often um but i did one not too long ago and I just knew exactly which deck to go to I'd never used before. I'm like, all right, I'm using this one. I'm using the 40 Servants. This is, this is the right one for this particular reason for some, for some reason. Um, but there's definitely a bonding, I think, with um, cards. But I think um, I can probably read with a bunch of different ones uh, and do general readings and stuff. But to really get into something, it would probably be a, one that I'm bonded to. And I did not prepare this deck for a reading tonight, so I'm separating out for the reading. So, any okay. other thoughts? I, uh, I have to apologize real quick because the morons over here are shooting off fireworks, so you might hear a lot of booms in a second. Actually, I, we, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So. Yeah, so your audio, if, if that's coming right through your that headset you're wearing, that is some good audio on that headset. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, microphones over here to the left and all that stuff. But I was afraid it would pick up, and it's like, uh, no, no, it's good. Like you got good acoustics. Um, awesome. So definitely, I mean, this thing's a dynamic microphone and probably picks up more noise. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah. So the next part that we that we go through here, um, for those that don't know, and you know, Crimson. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if like he's actually watched one of our shows before, um, but um, in the next part, the next step is that Mystic is going to do a weekly reading 
a general reading for everybody watching um, using the deck that he just uh, talked about. Um, so you can kind of see the deck in action. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Mystic. Yep, with the only, ex the only exception of today, I'm not using the Beauty of Horror. I have not had a chance to clean it, to smoke it, to to do anything with it. So I'm going to revert to one of my older decks that I generally use. I haven't done a review on it yet. Okay. Um, I just okay. feel more comfortable with it. Um, so the deck I'm using is the, the Wizard's Tarot, also by Barbara Moore, by the way. Uh, apparently I have a thing for Barbara Moore and James Eads. Um, and if you heard when I was talking just a second ago, for anybody who's watching, I was separating the deck and preparing it for a reading. So when I read... A general read, I do it in a very specific way, which is one major arcana card to get the idea of what we're doing and what's going to be going on over the next week. And I swear to God, if it's the tower card, I quit because of the hurricane. Um, I will throw these cards in the trash. Um, <laughs> uh, kidding, by the way, if any deity watching. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we do one, um, one major arcana card to get kind of the set and the idea. And then I just pull until um, there's no need to pull anymore based on what I'm reading. Uh, and I tend to try to do a summary afterwards, and I will try to ignore the dog chewing on my foot. You have a dog chewing on your foot? Yes. She walked away right now, and those freaking needle puppy teeth are insane. <laughs> She's just staring at me now. This thing has chewed everything but her food. I didn't do nothing. She didn't do nothing. <laughs> I really should get Rook over here and have him cut the deck just for the heck of it. But I need him on standby for another drink. For another drink? <laughs> that, that, that's why I keep the Whoa. bottle next to me. <laughs> right. So this is actually interesting. I could be wrong. But I think last week's card was also the same card on that other deck, which is the Magician. Yes, it was. So we got the Magician again. Back it up a little bit. I hate the glare. Uh -huh. I've got to figure out how to do that better. So this is another borderless deck that I have that, that just tend to like the imagery on. So uh, traditional tarot is going to tell you the Magician is all about manifesting, making magic happen. One of the things that's in every Magician card that I've ever seen is a representation for all of the elements. That just does not show up on the camera very well. Um, you have representations for all of the elements, all of the different uh, uh, suits of the deck. Um, and what it means is use all of them. You have it all. You already have the balance. Take it, manifest it, make it work. So again, we're going into week number two of manifesting our magic. So if you're working on a project at work, if you're working on something at home, which hopefully the pip cards will tell us what direction that is, uh, when we get to it, or the minor arcana, that is. Um, this magician is reminding us yet again that we are still in a manifestation stage. Go out and do it. Maybe uh, that COVID's lightening up. You can now start that project with your family, or you can go out and start that thing you want to do with your friends, or you can start that passion project, that work project, whatever it is. Make it happen and stop sitting and thinking about it. It's time to actually do it. So the magician, for me, is always a do card, and it's always a magic card. Um, mm -hmm. So when he talks, he's talking about making things happen. And we'll get some more clarity here in a minute. Ouch. Ace of Cups. This is really weird. I kind of remember we had an Ace first night last week, too. I won't have to go back and watch that. Um, <laughs> Ace of Cups, you know, 
we can go with the traditional meeting. So, so think about it this way. Um, anybody who's uh, interested in tarot or, or uh, thinking about it or want to, wanting to learn it, when you pull your major, your major is telling you about the big situation, and each of your additional minor arcanas are kind of directing where to put that energy or what's going to happen over time. So the Ace of Cups is a start card. So we've been talking about manifesting your magic. So start it. Whatever it is, this is something that's going to be emotionally fulfilling for you, but it's going to be new. You're going to be a little uncertain about it. Um, maybe you're afraid to get hurt about something, or you don't want to take the leap of faith to get that process started, but you should because it's going to come out really well for you. Queen of Swords. So queens, well, queens, I should probably, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, court cards. Court cards. Generally for me, represent people in your life or you. Uh, in this particular case, it's looking like we're making magic. We're talking about emotional stuff. And then the Queen of Swords comes. This is a person that's in your life that's going to guide you. It is a uh, female or identifies as a female. And they're going to tell you the right thing to do. So, again, we've got a magician, right? Go manifest your magic. We've got an Ace of Cups. Start this project. It's going to have an emotional base. It's going to be very fluid, very changing. And then you have the queen who is all about knowing and thinking and processing. And she's saying, hold up, buttercup, take a break. We're going to get it started, but we're going to do it right. So don't take it. Don't take it to heart. So this week, somebody in this in your life is going to give you some direction and you should listen to it. Probably going to be a female. Doesn't necessarily have to be a um, somebody of power. Oh. And then we have our third card. Well, fourth card, technically, and that is the another ace. Good God. I shuffled, I promise. This is a beautiful Ace of Wands, by the way, if anybody's looking. Um, so the Ace of Wands is another one of those initiatory um, cards where it says start something or it's about a start of something. Um, in the card itself, in this particular one, you can see it's a, somebody wielding a wand, right? Makes sense, Ace of Wands. But what does a wand do? A lot of people think a wand is, is magic. It's a tool that gives you magic, but it's not, right? It's the tool that directs your magic. Mm -hmm. So now you've got to think about this project that you're working on, this thing that you're doing. Um, I wish I had a better term than project because it's just not what I what I prefer. Um, but you have this thing that you're that that's going to have an, uh, a fulfillment in your creativity. So we're really going into this making of things. So it almost kind of seems like if you're into a craft or um, making something that's beneficial for somebody else or. Uh, what are other things that that you would do that are from a from a from a creation but a passion perspective that also has in fulfillment and emotional? So do that. Whatever it is, do it. Stop sitting on it. Stop waiting on it. Make it go. Um, usually, one of the other things that really sticks out to me when I do cards is I, I compare kind of like how many cups are there, how many of X, Y, and Z are there, or what are the color schemes of the cards. We've got a lot of blue in the cards until you get to this red um, Ace of Wands. You've also got a lot of, um, well, two Aces. That's right off the bat. So we're talking, we're definitely talking about good time to start something. Uh, if you're thinking about that, that project again, you might have been planning it. You need to go ahead and do it. Don't, don't sit on it and wait anymore. Um, don't really think I need to pull any additional cards, um, but we will give a um, summary in a second. Um, I did pull another card, as I was saying, don't need to pull another card, and that's the Two of Cups. So uh, might as well put that in the mix, right? Two of Cups, generally, a lot of people think that's about, or feel traditionally that Two of Cups is about loving relationships or uh, romantic relationships. For me, it's more about balancing a relationship with somebody that you may love or care about, but maybe not necessarily in a romantic way. 
in this reading, it's not romantic at all. There's no, no question there. So with all of that information thrown out as fast as I talk, let me give a summary of what I see for the week ahead. We are continuing our theme of last week of making our magic manifest. So again, and I say this a lot, and I don't know why I don't like the phrase. It's just something that I, I commonly say is you're working on a project. And if I'm a little bit more clear than working on a project with these two aces, we're working on something. This can be internal. This can be external. It doesn't matter, but it's something that you're doing or you wanted to do. You have wanted to do. Uh, and you just haven't done it yet. And there's no reason why. You need to start it. You need to get it off the ground. You need to look for help, too. You need to accept that people can help you, especially this female influence that's going to help you from a perspective of the knowledge part of what you're doing, the focus, the the drive to actually do it. And then the Two of Cups may indicate that this is a long-term relationship with this person, that you're going to continue working with them, that they're going to continue to mentor you in some way, shape, or form. Um, if we get a uh, magician again next week with the, yet a third deck, I'll have a problem. <laughs> so that would be an issue. So that's the general read for the week. Manifest that make it happen. Do it. You'll have lots of, of good things coming if you invest yourself fully. Listen to who's around you and keep your relationships smooth. All righty. Question well, no, that, uh, that might have been general, but oh my God, that was spot on for some stuff I'm doing right now. <laughs> Same here. Sweet. Same here. It was most definitely spot on for a, a bunch of stuff that I got like in, in the pipeline. Um, shockingly, it's actually one of the things we're going to be talking about this evening towards the end of the show. Um, so, uh, wow. All right. Um, so normally what we would hit up um, right now, uh, what we would kind of go into is kind of like the, the ritual of the week. Um, you know, then maybe like the deity or something like that. But I think we're going to jump right into the meat of it instead of doing all of our segments at the beginning like we normally do. Um, <laughs> so the meat of this evening's um, uh, podcast is actually something that's kind of actually really kind of like uh, important for me at this particular point because it's something that I'm actively doing on YouTube. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I honestly don't know like what actual effect you know, or change uh, I can implement, you know, with what I'm doing, but figured I'd bring it here. And apparently it was something that kind of grabbed Mystic's attention as well, uh, especially to two individuals specifically um, they were talking about that kind of actually fired us both up um, uh, greatly. Uh, so specifically speaking, um, it is Dr. Kanan Bridges and... Also, um, uh, John Ramirez, um, our, 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 we're not going to be necessarily a hundred percent specifically talking about them, but they are definitely going to be, um, the examples for this case study that we're going to be talking about. Um, but basically it is evangelical extremism is like what I'm coining it as. Um, there's this whole idea that, you know, if you are a Christian, you are, you know, at war, um, you know, with anyone that isn't a Christian, basically. Um, did somebody kick your dog like a football or something? Do you hear? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, right. he's, got, he's got bombs going off outside and I can't hear that. Your dogs. <laughs> Two rooms that over. Is, <laughs> that is the ugliest chihuahua that's ever existed trying at four and a half pounds trying to take on the Samoyed. So. 
and they get pretty feisty. So, yeah, you need to ask. You need to ask Crimson what mic he's using. You need to buy that fucking microphone. Uh, <laughs> you can go do something with that comment <laughs> that involves shoving it in certain places. <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, that I might enjoy and you might not. Yeah, it's high probability <laughs> on both of those accounts. Um, so, Mystic. I'm curious because you're the one that kind of started looking them up and kind of like you actually figured out what it was that Ramirez actually practiced or supposedly practiced at one point. Um, Like, so I'm curious, like, what did you find? So I haven't done enough research on it and I absolutely do not understand it. Um, But what it, what it pretty much is. And I, I actually probably will Google it here in a minute while we're talking too, because um, you know, I got my degree in Google. Um, but it's, uh, and I'll, I'll probably butcher it, but Palamayambe. Um, I, and I'm not sure yet if it's Haitian uh, or it's, but it's, no, we're so completely wrong. It's, um, it is African, but I don't know which, uh, which area. Okay. And it is, lend, lends itself very much to some of those same processes, which would make sense, obviously, you know, for the, for the, those other areas. But um, there are quite a few websites that discuss it. And interestingly enough, not one of them in the in granted, I, I don't know. So whoever's listening, I'm not going to 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 judge or say that I know. Uh, but from what I could find in a short look, it had nothing to do with what he says it does. That's the first thing. Okay. Um, it does lend itself to darker paths, which you know that don't consider that evil. That's we've had that conversation many times. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, you know, again, what I found on it is there's websites, there's, you know, as with anything, you can get certified in, you know, hoodoo if you want or voodoo or whatever and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, all that stuff's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a hidden uh, practice that is specifically satanic. Right. You know, so whatever whatever he got into after that or morphed that into, I, I don't understand it, but I don't think it was the intent of the original um whatever it was, you know, what it what it was or what it is. Okay. And I, okay. like I said, yeah, and and you know, I'll I'll do some 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 more of my uh, Google University degree stuff. Uh just to kind of see if there's anything that pops up. But I mean I looked it up and and, and did it, you know, reviewed for maybe I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours. Yep. And there was nothing that I could find that's like, okay, you know, go fight Christians. And I'm, I, 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 when I first started hearing it, and we can go into this later, but I am a South Park fan. All I could, yep. all I could think of the entire time was the episode where they're all going, yin, 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 doing the spiritual warfare. Uh, I that's I mean I don't know it's just the whole thing is is hinky no, and but then it, you, the, thing, the thing with Ramirez though is like if you watch enough of his videos like and if you actually watch through because he's not dumb he doesn't put the shit at the beginning of his videos like when he uploads a video like it, it's about to be anywhere from like 30 to 45 minutes into a video and he starts talking about you know that you know it, it's past the point of spiritual warfare it's past the point of prayer it's past the point you know of, of trying to save souls you know um he's he's actually talking about like going out and physically causing physical harm to other people with different beliefs 
um, which for me is just like dumbfounded me. Uh, and then when you sit there and you look at the comments section of his videos and the amount of people that agree with him, you know, I mean, we're talking about where was the one video that I reacted to had over 600,000 views, 600,000 yeah, so views website and buy his book and his system. I mean, this is mega church at its finest on the minor scale. Yeah, actually, I'm wondering if he believes the mess that he's saying or if he's using that to get power over a certain thinking group of people, we'll say it that way, and almost form his own little cult and like a mega church, rank in some money and sound powerful while doing it, you know, because I mean, that's the best way to gain followers or, or people, um, their money is by fear and by showing you're a powerful figure and you're fighting on the right side, you're not on that evil side. So, uh, so I, I, I do mm -hmm. wonder how that he believes versus how much of it is come playing a game. I think I think there's a good balance on him. Like just, I mean, just watching him speak. Obviously, I've never spoken to the guy, nor honestly do I have any desire to. Normally, I would be all open and ready to debate somebody like him, um, but there's just something about him that kind of makes me uneasy. Um, you know, so I just prefer to avoid him completely. Other than like the few reactions I'm gonna be throwing out there. But I, I would say it feels like a balance. It feels like there's definitely that part of it, which is like, hey, buy my book and send me random donations for prayers to, you know, fix your kegel. Um, so, you know, um, <laughs> as I say, <laughs> I can't. Um, <laughs> I want to when you when you have a minute, I want to read this this to you. And um, it it's. I don't know. It's there's another guy. There's another guy that I think is just as dangerous, but to the weak minded, not necessarily to to us as pagans or you know occultists. Um, Todd White. Um, Todd White. Um, you know, looks like you know he belongs in a six feet under music video because he's got like the long dreads and he's big, stocky, and kind of short. And it looks like he belongs in kind of like a heavy metal video, um, like Sepultura kind of stuff. Um, but. Um, the reason I say he's dangerous is he's on the other end of the spectrum, right? So he he's out there telling people that their illnesses and their sicknesses and things like that are demons. And that he can cast them out and cure them. Like you're talking like old school evangelical, you know, I'm a push you on the floor and kick you in the head and then act like, you know, a demon came out of you. Right. You know, that type of shit. Yeah, but he's like, he's doing it in fucking Walmarts and shit. Um, yeah, so it, it's just, it's dangerous. Cause the thing is, is like, I, there was this video that he has up of this woman that he runs into in Walmart. And apparently she has like ulcers or some shit. And he's like, he puts his hand on her head. And it says, well, Jesus loves you, and in Jesus' name, demon, I cast you out. And it's like, it's a fucking ulcer, dude. Like, you you, you can't cast that shit out. Like, it doesn't... Why it's would you Prilosec. do It's called Prilosec. Prilosec will cast the demon out. I am yeah, not uh, making money off of Prilosec, just FYI. <laughs> like, but why would you do that to people? Why would you sit there? Because you're talking about 
Like you're you're talking about people that like eventually it's going to go up the scale. Like uh, hopefully they're not stupid enough, but you know it's going to go up the scale. The people that have cancer are going to go into fucking candy striping, fucking you know, you know the the children's cancer ward, telling that he can cast the demon out. Uh, what the fuck, man? Just reminded me of a story, but Malice, you know why? It's a fear technique. Scare them into compliance and that you're the savior you know you're the hero so i cast out this demon because again that's the big bad guy and it's the one causing all your problems and i got rid of it now if it comes back that means you sinned which you know everyone sins and now you got to pay me to cast it out but i will cast it out in the name of jesus can i get an amen amen and, and a ten thousand um, dollars in my bank account yeah exactly <laughs> um but friend of mine his aunt was in the hospital she she had um i think it was cancer actually and she would not take any type of treatment and i believe this was treatable cancer and she wouldn't do it because she was with evangelicals and you know mm. they believe everything in the bible and it's like through god's will and believing in help and and she didn't take any medication didn't do anything they she, she they basically killed her Oh, it's so way. sad. That's so sad, um, man. That's like so. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's already there. It, it, it's already there, and it sucks. Like, I mean, people that deny like scientifically proven medical treatment because of religious reasons is it, it, just, you know, science is real. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, it is just. I, I I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the Catholics aren't even that fucking bad for the most part. Like, and, and the Catholics are fucking up there on the bullshit meter, right? Um, the, the, like, but the thing is, the pe- people know better. They know whether they they know it consciously at the moment when it's happening. They still know um, that something's not right, or that this whatever they're being told or doing that there's a problem with it you know they know they want to believe so bad it's you know when you're in that emotional state i see it all the time in healthcare you just you do things you wouldn't do otherwise and to rely on the magic spaghetti flying spaghetti monster to take care of your illness is you know a great way and if you know the afterlife is so amazing and you're sure you're going to heaven because you're not you're one of the 144,000 or whatever it is mm-hmm. um then does it matter if you die? I mean, I I think I I'm I'm gonna be honest, right? So obviously, you know, I do believe that you know magic can help to a certain point, can help, can assist, but you can't deny science, you can't deny medical advancement. Like you can work spiritually to you know, I mean, it's been shown in many cases that you know the mind, like I mean, they they have for example, the best example I can give is um um multiple personalities what's the technical term for that it's um associative identity disorder thank you did disassociative uh, identity disorder um they have documented cases several documented cases where you've got people that have you know um four or five different you know uh personalities and one personality can have an ailment that you know science doesn't have a, a cure for that we don't know how to fix it that it's it's incurable and then 
they switch to the next personality and then they no longer have that ailment and like they've like there's blood tests that show that it's not there there's you know MRIs and cat scans and shit that show that's not there the best example would be there's this one kid that apparently that one of his personalities was blind he couldn't see shit and like when they would check it it was verifiable that he couldn't see anything like he physically was not capable of seeing anything he would switch personalities and all of a sudden he could fucking see right now, obviously, that kind of scares science a little bit because there's really no way of kind of like getting into that, which is why, you know, psychology is still the bastard child of science. Um, go ahead. I see you. I see you, Mystic. I see you want to say something. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it right. And I heard somebody say it recently and I love it. I don't know if I believe it fully yet, but the, the phrasing was something along the lines of. Science is just the metaphysics that we have proof for so far, right? So, you know, I, I do believe there's uh, power and healing in the mind. I, I see it. Um, my personal opinion is it's probably a lot stronger than we know because we don't know how to measure it or see it or do it because we're so mm -hmm. far out of where we used to be. And that's probably more my spiritual path. Um, but I'm taking the freaking medication, no question there. Because mm -hmm. to me, the, the spirituality of uh, my paganness it doesn't necessarily cure me right now, but it does put my brain and my body in the place of where it might need to be to be healed. Right. Exactly. It aligns, it aligns my, my energy, it aligns myself. It calms me down. And then, you know what, if, if Western medicine can't cure everything, if you're decapitated, you're done. There's no changing that. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Well, you know, actually. I have seen the head transplant that creeps me out though. Oh, I kind of like wait, that. Is that a, wait, is that a thing? It is a thing. I don't even know if that's what you were going to say, but I've had two drinks now, so I'm good. Well, <laughs> if you weren't, you should share it. <laughs> no, you you beat me to it, so you're good. <laughs> um, you know that's interesting too. What you were saying about how the mind, you know, it can heal you to a degree. It's a mind over matter type of thing, I, I suppose you could say. And yeah, it's almost like you get yourself ready to be healed. It's like, no, I want this gone. You mentally and physically, you want it gone. So it's almost like you, you're, you're opening that floodgates up and then perhaps you get the medicine or whatever. And it does its job with a little extra boost, perhaps. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Butt, no, but, that, that's exactly know. how I think. I, I think that so the way that I think about things when it comes to magic, when it comes to things, you know, a lot of people like to use the phrase mind over matter, right? Like your mind has to be in the right place in order for your body to respond. So I think first and foremost, while we're healthy, right, moving away from a little bit from sickness, um, the mind is lazy. Like at the end of the day, the mind is a lazy organ. Like the survival instincts of the brain is formed to be lazy. Your brain wants you to sit on your couch and wants you to eat potato chips and watch Seinfeld. That's what your brain wants you to do. Okay. Now you, your conscious self might want to get in shape, might want to go to the gym. I'm just going to use this as an example because it's the best example to talk about the body. The body can only get in shape if the body works, right? The body needs you to make it work in order to get into shape. But the mind is a lazy organ. 
So what happens here is we have to kind of grab kind of like that conscious aspect of our mind, that one nanosecond where like I'm going to do it and just get the fuck up and actually do it. Because if the body doesn't move, the mind goes nowhere. The mind stays where it is. I'm a lazy son of a bitch. Okay. Like me, like going to the gym and working out, I'm like, you want me to get up and go to the gym? What? <laughs> right. Okay. But I do want to get, I wanted to get in shape. So what I, what I do, I used my brain. I bought the weights. I bought everything I needed. I put it into my house. Now I don't have an excuse. My, my gym is literally two feet away from this desk. Okay. So what do I do on a day that I'm feeling lazy? I just say, no, I just get up and I just do it. And guess what? The mind has to follow suit because when you start forcing the body to do something, even though like when you get that, when that first pump going and you start to feel the pain in your chest and the pain in your arms and the pain in the shoulders, your brain says, stop, it hurts. But we all know that there's a reason why they say no pain, no gain, right? In order to grow muscle, you have to push blood into the muscle. And by pushing, you know, a certain amount of blood into the muscle, it expands, which causes pain. The more blood that you push in there and you destroy the muscle fiber, it heals and it grows larger, right? That's how anatomy works. So the body, we push the body, the brain has to follow. Um, another good example um, of something that uh, would happen um, physically because of, you know, external forces um, prior to birth is apparently the, um, during World War II in the uh, concentration camps, the pregnant women in the concentration camps, the fetuses were obviously able to realize the lack of sustenance that existed in the world of around them outside of the womb. And it actually showed scientifically that these fetuses, after being born, were some of the people that we look at and say that have a difficult time losing weight. And the reason for that is because as the fetus was developing, the fetus realized that, okay, there's not enough sustenance out there in the world. So when we come out, we have to kind of save whatever it is that we get. And they noticed that the children of people that were in concentration camps had a tendency to be more overweight outside of the concentration camps after the war was over because they were being developed in a scenario where that, what that, you know, that, that uh, sustenance wasn't available. So the body goes first then the mind follows the body when you have the body and the mind in synchronization then comes the spirit the spirit will follow you must have the body and the mind in synchronization yes to a certain degree mind over matter is a thing you can psychologically push yourself to go through something that you know maybe your body is you know doesn't want to Right. But at the end of the day, that negative feeling that you have of saying, I don't want to do this, that's not your body saying you don't want it. Your body's going to do what you tell it to do no matter what. Right. Regardless of whatever chemical reaction you have in your brain that tells you don't do this, if you force yourself to do it, the body's going to do what you want to do it anyway. Right. So the first thing you need to move, the first thing you need to get into motion is the body. 
right? That goes with ritual work. What do you do when you do ritual work? You cast your circle. You set your altar. That's the body. The body does that. That's the physical. The physical comes first. Then the mind. Then the spirit. And I see your face, Mystic. What? Do you, you, do you disagree? 100%. No question. Um, I fully believe that it does that it's different for each person because I think, and I, I don't know if this is part of my belief in reincarnation or rebirth or the soul, the, the soul connection, the silver, you know, the silver cord of your astral travel, whatever, mm -hmm. um, that whatever your uh, method or your thing to learn in this life is, is, is what's going to drive that. Um, I don't, you know, I completely agree with, you know, things that should be synchronized. Um, and, and I, I mean, I get where you're coming from and I get how it would make sense in, in certain situations. But for me, um, you know, my life has been about balancing things, but it has none of it has ever been about the body or the physical or the movement. If I am uh, in my brain right now, if I can't move my body at all, but my brain is still functioning, I'm still going to have my ritual, still going to do my process. I'm still going to have my intent. I'm still going to have my ideas. I'm still going to have my thoughts. So to me, mm -hmm. it's the spirit comes first. Once you have your spirit balanced, then you can start aligning other things. So the spirit is like the river, but it's dry. Mm -hmm. And then your mind is like the water that's flowing through the river. So your spirit directs the things from your mind to go kind of like, where does that spark come from that starts that, that thought, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have that spirit, right? Or, or, or those things that are directing that thought aren't going to exist. The river water is going to flood everywhere. So let's give it mm -hmm. a direction. So that's the riverbed. The water is your brain. It gets the water in there and gets it moving. And then everything that's in the water is your body. Those are the little add-ons and pieces that, that make things easier to do. Because everything that my brain and spirit needs for me to, to survive um, is separate from the body to me. When my body's gone, my spirit, my soul to me continues. Like, I think it's a conscious life. I think there's, okay. then that's, again, my belief. So in order for mm -hmm. that to be true for me, the body does not matter at all. It is just a meat hook, meat hook. Oh God, I'm not playing that game ever again. <laughs> it is just a meat bag, right? Now, should we respect it? Yes, because it is of the earth and of the nature. And do I sometimes? Not really, you know. Um, multiple drinks and anything that has high fat, high sugar, I'm all for it. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that to me is is the, the third piece that kind of falls into place for it. Again, I also think, and when I say I disagree 100%, that probably isn't completely true because I think it depends on kind of what part or what stage you're in or what life you're in. And, and that also speaks to me of somebody who, like, when I think of people who are born, um, you know, unable to walk, unable to see, unable to have, you know, body parts that aren't there anymore or weren't there at birth or, you know, whatever those things are, or even babies that don't make it very long in life, their mm -hmm. mind and body will never get right. So that can't be the impetus for me. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I do understand. I do believe that, like, in, in magic, as in, I think, with all things, that there are obviously exceptions to particular things. But I think that for the most part, right, I, I think that, you know, the body has to move first, right? Yes, you can psychologically, you can mentally do a ritual. Nobody's telling you you can't. Like but you said, your, is, your body's not going to move until your mind tells it to. Your mind's not going to make a good decision until, until your spirit's you, right. Until you tell it to. See, there, mm -hmm. there's a difference here. So, so there's, so there's a difference inside the mind, right? So there, there's two. I look at it like I think there's two to three planes in the mind. 
So there's the conscious you, which is making decisions right now to pick up that vape, to vape, to spin your chair around, to move your head, to drink, right? To to do these particular things. Like so that's that const that's that constant in the moment like part right there. And then there's the other part, right? The other part is the part that says this hurts, stop. Exactly. Like so for example, we're gonna talk about exercise, right? The, that part yeah. of your brain, that comfort, that comfort zone wants you to sit down, snack on a bag of chips, and watch your favorite sitcom because yeah, that I just don't think that's of, true. That uh, aspect see, for, of for, I don't think okay, your body for, wants that or your mind. For me, you know, I can't get my body moving or my mind thinking unless I'm inspired by something. I'm totally just shut down. So, for me, if I get inspiration. Like it could be something small or big. It doesn't matter if it inspires me, then I get my mind going and it's like, okay, let's do something now. And then my body follows. And when it's ready to shut down though, you know, that's when it's like, no, we're not doing that. Continue on, which is what's happening with me with one of the projects I'm working on currently. So I I think it's a mix of everything. I can't really say one thing comes first. I, I, you know, I, I see the argument where your mind pushes your body, especially if you are like me and you have to be inspired by something first and then it goes mm-hmm. through your head and then your body. But then saying that, I can understand moving your body first because it's almost like a instinct to, you know you're supposed to not be a, a couch, a, a slug on a couch and you know you should be moving and grooving and yet you're not. And I think it's an instinct that takes over at exactly. that point. And then mm-hmm. it goes to your mind. I think that's so that, what happens. I, I think I think where the misconception comes in is that the reason I, I've come up with this is because the thing is, is I wanted to provide more detail to the, the phrasing mind over matter. Because just because you decide to do something, your conscious mind, you, you as a person decide to do something doesn't mean your mind, your mind didn't decide to do it. You did. Right. Now, to a certain degree, you are your brain, but the instinctive aspect of your brain doesn't want to do those things, like to push yourself, right? The instinctive part of your brain, the survival instinct in your brain when you're in a comfortable situation is to be comfortable because that is the, the pinnacle of you know ultimate survival, being comfortable, being warm, being fed, right? Th- that, that's survival, Right. Your, 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 your body is an organism that, as we know, operates by it fucking self. There's, there's certain aspects of your, your body that you can't control, right, unless you're actively thinking about it. And that's where the difference comes in. Breathing, blinking. Yeah. You I, can, can, I can scientifically destroy all of those comments. Okay. Um, you can train your instinct to change. You can train your autonomic reflective system or uh, reflex system to to react differently. Those things become instinctual and automatic on their own, and that can come from whatever, whether it's um, you know repetition or brain. But the the idea for me, and again, this is just you know based on on my experience and my own things. So I do still believe that it's different for different people. I think some people are motivated for things that are for a different reason, and I get the idea that you know. When the when the body's moving and there's no pain, no gain, I guess, is kind of the idea there. You know, when you feel the pain, what is the deciding factor of whether to continue or not? Well, if I'm a bodybuilder, that doesn't mean I'm spiritual or my mind is in order. It just means I'm a bodybuilder. That's mm-hmm. their decision-making factor. It has nothing to do with spirituality or mind over matter or the process. So when 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 you're 
looking for the word you're looking for is homeostasis. That's what the body wants. Your homeostasis is different than mine. My general sitting blood pressure is probably 135 over 80. Yours might be 120 over 60. Can I change that? Yes, I can change that. Can somebody go and say, look, I'm going to lower my blood pressure down right now? No, probably can't. But through making different decisions and thought processes and, and anxiety reduction, blah, 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 you can actually mm -hmm. reduce that and change that homeostasis requirement. It's how mm -hmm. some divers and people that swim can make, you know, a, what, a two minute breath time. There's a dude that mm -hmm. can even slow his heart rate down into like the 50s. He doesn't mm -hmm. do that through 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 mind over matter or through body. He does that through practice and repetition. But the body does the practice. You just proved everything I just said. Completely different. Completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. The body didn't do any of it. The body I did do none have of to it. Say this. Uh, you totally just like threw bodybuilders out the one. They're not spiritual. They're just meatheads lifting. Come on. <laughs> they they no, could no. be having. They absolutely moment. could be. But think about but it. The, I the, use the, I use exercise just because it's the most physical activity yeah. that I can think of. Right. Well, the, 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 the point to, is, to is the extreme. The extreme. The, no, it's not. The, the that's to give like the extreme end to give Us. perspective of what I'm trying to say. But it's exactly what you just said. If you want to do something, you can train yourself to do it. But it does just because just because in we, your we brain, are going to you agree say, to disagree on this because I completely 100% disagree with you. Like I think I think the, we're saying the same thing just in different ways. I don't. I don't. I think that the I, the, the the what I'm hearing from you is that there is something that's important to you personally, and that works for you. And I don't think that's extrapolatable. That's not a word. Promise to other things. You know, I, I think it's important that that might be very important in situations for certain people that have spiritual path, but it's not inherently true. It just isn't. Scientifically. I, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Well, we yeah, agree to disagree on that one. Duke it out. That, that's the only way to solve it. Just, just put on the gloves and duke it out. Everyone gets happy. Hold on. Hold on. This is how we do this. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like the thing is, is so this is the one thing that I've always loved about having the show with with, with Mystic is that there's a lot of things. Now, I, I've also found there's a lot of mad, things that, there's a lot of things that he's disagreed with me, like starting out. And then after about an hour of explaining, he's like, OK, no, you know, I, I kind of get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's that. Just to be clear, that is I understand your point of view. I still disagree with it because. There's just some things that that have to be balanced for different people. They have to be. That's what I'm, ta I'm talking about. Others. Balance. I'm yeah. talking about balance. You have to have balance. I'm just talking about how to get yourself, like the average typical person, how to get yourself to that balance. Like Through your spiritual balance. We, we 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 live we Come live here. in a physical world, right? We 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 are like. I know from that the too, I, I I know I know from the traumas that I've suffered. It's very physical. Because the traumas I suffered were physical, and the traumas that I suffered affect me affect me to this day at my thirty five years of age. Yeah, and it's physical for you. You've got to remember you know, that not everybody has your traumas. Okay, but there's a lot of people that have very similar traumas and suffer the same thing that I suffer, which is why similar there's, there's organizations thing. dedicated, right, to 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 those, those types of traumas because it's such a widespread thing, right? I, I'm not I'm not the exception in the group. Right? Are there exceptions? Yes, but I, but I'm not the exception. I'm not I'm the, the exception rule. either. But my perception is open to other people experiencing it differently. But the thing is, is see, the thing is, look, Ooh. I can be open to other people experiencing things differently, but I'm not going to speak on that behalf. 
I think we've had this conversation before. Now, I, I'm incapable of honestly taking the perspective of somebody that has that that's on a different level. Like, because I didn't experience that. I can respect, I can try to understand, but I can't put my mind someplace that it's never been. Now, I can listen to people, I can talk to people, and I can say, hey, I want to understand you. Tell me, tell me your struggle. Tell me what you're dealing with. Tell me what's going on. So emotionally, I can be invested into that person and that struggle. I can be emotionally invested in that. But for example, the struggles that you've gone through, Mystic, and I know you've gone through several. There are many struggles that you've had, you know, that I'm sorry, I I I can't relate. I can I maybe I can relate on a level where, you know, I can understand a certain amount of discrimination against how I look because of how I chose to dress, but there, there's a lot of things that you've gone through that simply I'm just not going to understand it on the level that you understand it. And therefore, and, I'm and, not I'm not one of those people that I'm not going to sit there and speak on your or your group's behalf. All of that is true, but that has nothing to do with the topic that we're currently talking about, in my opinion. When we're talking about our agreeing to disagree, and I'm telling you, we probably should agree to disagree and move on to another topic soon. Um, okay. Because... Our perspectives are different, but I'm not going to try to prove that your perspective is wrong because I don't think it is. What I think is there is scientific evidence that shows some of those things are different when it comes to which or how the person or how the spirit or how the mind reacts. Because that's what we're talking about, right? We are talking about our topic that we were discussing mm -hmm. is how the spirit, the mind, the body can come together. Does one have power over the other? No, none of them do. It depends on where you're at in your life and what system and what experience you have that creates that. In the last 30 seconds, well, I would say maybe even two or three minutes while you were talking, all of your comments, I, I, me, I, I, me, exactly. That means this process is for you. And nobody's asking anybody to speak on behalf of anybody else. What mm -hmm. I am saying is that it needs to be said, as I did, that it has to, that our commentary, our discussion, our process, things have to allow for other people to be at a different point. That's it. I think I think I'm just explaining it wrong. I because everything that you said, I agree with. This is this is the difference, and I think everything that you said goes into what I said. So I it think does. what I, I that's so my I think, point. So I so I think that I'm explaining it wrong. I don't think you're explaining it wrong either. I think to me, uh, it's it's not about the the idea of and I think I'm going to go back to the bodybuilder thing because I hate body. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't hate bodybuilders. Um, but an exercise is a really good re a really good like what do you call it uh, example of this whole mm -hmm. process. But then no one is ever going to be able to really say what is the initiatory, what is the first thing, what is the the thing that drives the other because it's going to be different for different people. And it does feed back into the whole uh, John. What's his rant? Was it Ramirez? Ramirez. John Ramirez uh -huh. and Ramirez. Yeah, and and all that stuff because what they've decided is that they have the answer and that's it, and they're going to pedal it to whoever they can. The mm -hmm. difference between the conversations that we're having is that there's that allowance for different people not to be at a higher level or lower level, but at a mm -hmm. different reasoning for their or purpose for their thing. So, you know, for me, like the. Um, my instinctual drive is not 
to lay on the couch and be a couch potato. My drive for uh, somebody that's a bodybuilder, which better explained what I should have said uh, when it comes to that is, you know, their drive is physical in this life. Their drive is to maybe in the last life they were a couch potato. Now they're not supposed to be because they were a super smart scientist before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, wish Mystic, I was Mystic, a Mystic super is smart definitely, scientist. Mystic is definitely not a couch potato. That motherfucker's never home. I'm um, a couch potato. <laughs> it's just not on a couch. I'm a plain potato in a hotel bed hotel. But- Potato. Potato. <laughs> I have not had that much to drink, I swear, but I'm a potato now. All right. I'm, I'm going um, to mute for a minute. So let's just mind. call this the uh, the Holy Trinity then. You know, we're going to take some of their stuff and we're going to use it here. You know, you got your mind, you got your body, you got your spirit. All, all in all, it goes to the same place, same freaking thing, just mm-hmm. used differently. Like, yeah. let, let's settle it like that. So... You know, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, the one thing, so here's the thing. So the one thing that, um, apparently I'm um, a potato. I'm, I'm writing potato. that down. The one Jesus. thing, the one thing that I, I have always appreciated, um, about mystic, um, which is one of the reasons I asked him to be my co-host on this show, um, is that there are certain differences that him and I have that I think at any other time, in either of our lives prior to actually speaking, we would have basically either tried to kill each other or just been like, fuck you, you're a fucking piece of shit, you know? And the thing is, is we don't do that. You know, like Mystic is my best friend and I appreciate him challenging me. I don't get upset about it. Um, I do because I get fired I, up. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I, I get, think, I get excitable, but not fired up. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's necessary in order to grow as people to be challenged. Um, and to rethink our own processes. It's how we learn and become better people. And I like the fact that I can rely on somebody like him to challenge me and challenge my ideas and challenge my way of thinking so you I don't have can to be, me up to keep me I'm on not, just because I'm I not, got I'm not. I'm just saying this because the thing is, is we there one, we've got a guest. I'm recording two, this, right? I need that. Yeah, this is this is being recorded. No, it's okay. gonna I'm gonna delete it later. Um <laughs> it's only like one of those selfies felt cute, might delete later. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um, but that's the thing. I, I enjoy being challenged, but in ch- challenged constructively. I've had a lot of people challenge my ideas but in a very destructive manner, right? Just trying to tear down everything that I'm saying, everything like, and that's, that's their process. That's how they do things. The thing that I appreciate, go ahead. uh, I was going to say when you're challenged by someone like that, who's on the outside and, you know, they're challenging you from a closed minded uh, perspective, you know, they're coming in from a area where they already see you in the wrong. Whereas I think Mystic, he doesn't see you in the wrong, he doesn't see you in the right, but perhaps it's uh, try to see it from this direction every now and then. Uh-huh. Let's, let's see how you do that. So, you know, I, I get that. And, and you you have to have that dialogue, especially if you're friends. Otherwise, you, yeah, you're going to end up killing each other. You know, <laughs> um, my best friend of, oh God, I'm old, 22 years now, 21, 22 years. He's hardcore Christian. I am not. 
I mean, so it's like, whoa, how did this right. happen? But we're, we're best buds and we challenge each other. Yeah. Always wrong, but we challenge <laughs> each other. So right. I, I yeah. see where you're coming from with that. And and yeah, you need that, especially from someone who is, oh, evidently he is open-minded or else this relationship would not work us. But, you know, you need that from an open-minded person who can match wits with you and call out stuff and just make you think like, huh, you might not admit, uh, admit to them like, well, maybe I was wrong in this, but it makes you think. The, the thing for me that comes out of it is, is less about changing mind. Like we will have a conversation later. We always do generally. Um, mm -hmm. and, and maybe some concepts will change and maybe some won't, but what it, the way I picture it is it's like, I have spent a lot of time kind of rebuilding my my personality from things that have happened for me for a long time. And spirituality is a huge part of that. Um, so if you kind of, I don't know, how, how would you, I wish I could ex, uh, explain what this image is in my head. And it's an image of like a, uh, a three or four dimensional thing that is you. And then that three to four dimensional thing that is you, each little piece of what's in there is a different part of your knowledge or your experience or your thoughts or your brain or your soul or all these things. Some you can access, some you can't. And within that thing, there's a lot of little holes. And so when you have discussions, I may not change my mind. I may not agree with you on something, mm -hmm. but the things that you say plug into some of those holes there and help make my thought process more whole, more complete mm -hmm. and gives me that access. So it's almost like, you know, re, re Taking the and phone think, plugs out and re-plugging it in somewhere else and, on the board. And, and I think that that's a big problem that a lot of people have when they get into the, the, um, debates or conversations like this a lot of the time is that each person in a conversation like this, generally speaking, is trying to change the mind of the other person, is trying to convince the other person that they are right. And the, the thing is, is you can't think... Regardless of how the conversation is, I never go into these conversations or these podcasts... In, into the idea that I am right and you need to think the way that I do. I go into this that I'm going to share my ideas, I'm going to share what I think, and then I'm going to listen to what you have to say and see how that pans out into my shit. And hopefully you do the same thing. Um, and and that's that. Like it's, it's a learning experience. It's a growing experience. If you go into a debate trying to prove that you're right, you're never going to do it and you're just going to turn end up hating each other. But if you go into it saying, I want to learn from this person because I know they think differently than, than me, then you're going to learn something. Whether you agree with it or not, or you assimilate it or not, you're still going to learn something and you're going to have a higher appreciation for how that person thinks. Like Mystic and I, our first conversation where we really, truly, fully disagreed with each other was political. We did it completely off stream. Um, and you're still wrong it, about that. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I'm just um, <laughs> you know, and it, it and there was a good reason why it was off stream. Um, but we sat down and both of us explained to each other why we thought and felt the way that we did about our political perspectives. And I was like, at, it was at that moment that I was like, this is the make it or break it moment, Right. I'm going to tell him about my political ideas and he's either going to stay my friend regardless of these and understand why I made the decision that I did or he's going to hate me for it. 
And either one, that's his choice. It's his decision. But I'm not going to sit here and hide under a rock about who I am and why I think the way that I think. Obviously, it was door number two, right? Um, we're, we're still friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously. Now, uh, you, you said something interesting that you, you can take away something or learn a lesson, something along that line. What do you think you can learn or take away from the Ramirez guy? If you were by some weird chance, you, you speak with him. What can you get from him? So I, I actually I'm a much more I, I want to answer this first. I'm okay. a much more aggressive and physically violent person than I think I am because I would probably just punch him in the face and then be regret regretful because he'd probably kick my ass. But that's all. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Well, no, so just when kick I, nuts first and then he uppercut him. Now that doesn't. <laughs> so when I go into a conversation with somebody, I actually go in like, and I know that they disagree with me on something. I go into that conversation actually asking myself what can you learn from this before the conversation starts days before the conversation starts because the thing is i think for me i need to have an idea of what it is that i'm looking for otherwise i'm just going to sit there and be combative and that's not productive for anybody right and maybe for him maybe it'd be productive for him because you see you see how the demons work the demons they do this to you um you know it might it might work for him but it doesn't work for me so like, for example, the conversation bringing you in and on here, right? You know, I have an idea of what I want to learn from you, right? If you if you provide that information, if that information comes up, I'm not going to go diving in for it. But if it comes out, then it comes out. I already, I already have these preconceived ideas. Okay, what do I want to learn from this person? How can I grow, you know, by listening to this person? And... What can I choose to appreciate? Because I think that as human beings, I think one thing that we lack is a common sense of appreciation for the human condition. And I, I think that we should appreciate each other simply for being human. And then beyond that point, it's Bob's your fucking uncle because <laughs> you know we're so goddamn yeah. different. Um, but, you know... That, that's where I sit in trying to kind of understand. So when it comes to somebody like Ramirez, you know, I think the first thing that I would try to learn is what did he learn? What was his understanding of the things that he was involved in if he was actually involved in them? And then what was the understanding of the people around him? Was he, was it him that was doing these things or was there, you know, external influences causing these things to kind of, you know, perpetuate, you know, in, into the direction that they went into? Because this guy's talking about some crazy shit. Like he, I mean, he talks, he talks about, you know, like, you know, killing a fetus in the womb, you know, openly. It's like, yeah, I murdered a fetus in the womb. It's like, well, fuck man, cheers. Um, you know. Uh, joking, right? Jokingly, but. yeah. <laughs> no, I just like like I can't I can't do that. Like I, there, if I get the feeling around somebody, and it's even if I've never even spoken to them, that they're manipulating people for the sake of manipulating people. Um, you have nothing to offer me or my spirit, and I can't engage. And I am a pretty open person. I'll talk to people with different thoughts for me. I'll talk to people with different religions. I'll be tolerant. I will be engaging with somebody who's an evan evan evangelical 
uh, or my own history of Southern Baptist, I'll have those engagements. I'll understand, you know, why do you feel the way you do about things? But when you take it out and start pushing that outward, like Ramirez and the other Dr. Keenan Ivory Wayans, that's the wrong name. Uh, Keenan Bridges. Yeah, thank you. That I just can't. I, I can't engage that because I will become, I, I don't know how I would react and I don't think I would want to engage that. See, I feel like I have to you, interact. You engage I have it to. and I'll watch. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to. Like, so for those that don't know, I, I consider myself a philosophical Satanist, okay? Um, which is a very specific ideology. Maybe I invented it. Maybe it's been there. I don't know. Maybe it just hasn't had a name. I don't fucking know. But I, I think the best way to describe it is philosophical Satanism. And the reason for that is because I believe that Satanism as a philosophy has high value in modern society. And Satan, if you go to the Hebrew word for Satan, is um, shaitan. And shaitan is a title, much like Christ. It's not a name. Satan means adversary, opponent. And I feel that as a member of this philosophy, it is duly my, my responsibility as a person to engage. How I engage is my choice. And my choice in how I engage people is intellectually and from a place of wanting to learn. Because even if you disagree with someone, the easiest way to disprove them to yourself is to understand them because there's this defined difference that the people for some fucking reason don't get that you can respect somebody's views without agreeing with them. I can respect, I can completely fucking disagree with you, but I respect you. I respect your views. They're your views. Rock on, have a good time, but I am going to use my platform to discuss why I disagree with them and how I disagree with them inform me the proof that I have to disagree with it. And as the adversary, it is kind of my job to kind of engage with these ideas. So with somebody like Ramirez or um, Bridges, Dr. Bridges, um, and notice, I try every time I say his name to respect his title. He's a doctor, apparently, so it's Dr. Bridges. You know, it's something simple like that. You know, just a mutual human respect to maintain that and to have that. You can disagree with somebody, but you can still respect them. You can be, you know, you can be a respectful asshole. Um, so, so, you know, the thing is, is I look at it from that perspective. My, my job, one, as a content creator, two, as, you know, a human, and three, for my spiritual path, is to engage with people that I disagree with. And guess what? Just because I engage with you and I disagree with you doesn't mean that you won't change my mind. You damn well might. You damn well might change my mind. And that's the most important key to this whole fucking thing is that when you engage, you have to be open to change. Because if you notice that what somebody is saying is actually contradicting what you say to the point of disproving it and you are in that mindset that, no, fuck you, man. It's this. 
You're not going to grow. You're not growing. The point, what's the point of being here if you're not going to grow? What's the point of waking up every day if you're not going to grow as a person? And the only way we grow as people is through each other, through people. I, I agree with that, like a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand percent. But I don't see that with certain people like Ramirez or uh, the other Look, one. I keep that's bridges. for me. That's for me to grow. Like, I he can't. may not. He may not grow. He may not move. See, he I, may not move I, a muscle. But it's I, for I, me. I, I hear me. you, and I and I appreciate people that can do that. Um, but I, I like, and maybe it's just my my soul isn't at that point where it can understand or care for that because I just I can, it wouldn't work. Like I I, I can engage just about anybody, but engaging somebody that's that willing to lie, falsify, create, and put out that kind of stuff, it, it just scares me. I, I it would be very hard for me to engage those two individuals. Like I. I I think I'd go to anger really fast, which is not like my standard. With uh, Dr. Bridges, he in some ways actually bugs me a little bit more than Ramirez. I mean, yeah, really? Ramirez, yeah, well, I, I'll tell you why. Uh, Ramirez is a loud mouth, and overall, he is the more dangerous one because he will, he has that charisma behind him that can build an army. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Bridges, bit calmer, you know, and I think you can actually have a conversation with him. I don't think it would lead anywhere, but I think you can have a conversation with him. But what bugs me about it is, and this is coming from a black perspective, uh, being black American and all that good mm -hmm. stuff. It's an ignorance of not learning about your heritage, your African culture to a degree. I mean, I accept my American culture, but it's it's not accepting that. and. For me, it's just disturbing sometimes seeing it. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, really? Because if we go and look through history, and I, I don't want to go too far off track or anything, but, mm -hmm. you know, like, most Black Americans are descended of from Africans, of course, and they came mm -hmm. from uh, Benin and, and the slave coast of Africa. And, and that's where the religious belief that we should have had comes from uh Vudan, which of course then turned into Haitian voodoo and and well you went to Hades if you were with the French you went to uh, South America if you were with the Portuguese and that became Santeria then of course you come to America it evolved into um Louisiana voodoo or New Orleans whatever mm -hmm. and unfortunately like and this is what bugs me it's just a loss of culture, a loss of heritage, and him pushing nonsense that was put on his ancestor, my ancestors, to forget that. And now he's just spreading something to me that is very hateful. And it, it, it's just not helpful. And I, it, it mostly comes from a place of ignorance, I think, and fear. Yet again, that's mm -hmm. the main theme, fear. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's hindering more than anything. He's literally telling people, uh, black people in this case, voodoo, hoodoo, bad. Don't look at that. You know, even though that is our culture, you know, that is a part. I may not practice it, but, you, you know, I study it. I understand it. I look into it and right. I have a connection to it. And, and it's sad seeing that, you know, and that's why it disturbs me more so than Ramirez. Ramirez, Ramirez 
scares the shit out of me because he's not afraid to go to the physical violence side of things. That that is why Ramirez scares the shit out of me. And exactly what you said, he has the charisma to actually build an army of people that are willing to do the same thing. Look, Mystic made a good point the other day. Like I was talking to him and Rook about it. And people like him and like all of these people we're talking have existed for a very long time. But I think the thing is, is I've stepped out of my YouTube comfort zone and I'm watching conversion stories, people that have been like new age to Christ or pagan to Christ or Satanist to Christ um, and so on and so forth. And I think the problem is here, we understand and we know that these people have always existed. And the problem is, is we're playing it down because they've always existed and nothing has ever happened. But the thing is, is I think if you actually really start diving down that that rabbit hole and start going into these websites and start checking these people out and start going further down, like Ramirez and Todd White and, you know, um, Dr. Bridges are the ones that we're talking about. But there are many, many, many more of them that we're not talking about that believe that having their platform on YouTube will give the enemy an advantage. I.e., if you guys didn't know, that's us. We're, we're, we're the enemy. We're, we're the yeah. target here. Okay. Um, so, dude, it's scary shit, some of the stuff that I've, that, that I've stumbled on. It's like I'll, really scary shit. It did reading the 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 videos like to me, and this is a little bit probably of my uh, limited understanding and 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 uh, interaction with this kind of thing. Um, these videos is almost funny initially, and the video themselves is like, oh dear God, are you are you okay? I mean, do you are you having a stroke? Do you are <laughs> dementia? Do you, you know? Do you need medication? But then when you start reading the comments, that's when it starts to get really upsetting, um, you know. And it starts to get to that point where you're like, well, oh my God, people actually feel like fireworks are killing the dogs. Um, you get to that point where it's actually like this is really dangerous. I think for the first time in, uh, I don't know, a very long time, I've had a reaction to the videos where I'm like, I feel like we have to do something about this. What can we do? I don't think there's much we can do specifically directly, but uh, indirectly, it's 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 Make pushing me to want to do. Yeah, it's pushing me to want to do more like videos about you know how what things really are. And, and not this whole, sorry about the dogs, uh, and not this whole, um, you know, whatever it is. It, it just, it, it's scary. It, it has scared me. And it, like, you saw me as I, you probably got a real live time timeline of me, Malice. Um, I'm reading the first one, I'm like, and eh, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, my messages started coming quicker and quicker. Like, okay, this guy's really pissing me off. This is crazy. Like uh -huh. as you go down the list, dude. I told you that's why I shared it with yeah. you. I I, I told it's the you, comments. like it's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's on another level. This isn't like your typical evangelical. Like ah, there's demons everywhere, and I'll cast them out. I'm looking for money. These motherfuckers want goddamn blood. Yeah, this is they, 1800 they, years in hell to the next level. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, you know, what can you do about it and all that, but you, you're doing something about it. You're speaking about it. You're putting it out there. And 
Yeah, maybe not 500,000 people will see it right away, but it just takes one person to see it. And then that one becomes two, two, four, four, eight, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, you know, the, the fact that you're speaking about it, speaking up, it's more than what you were doing yesterday. And it's helping. It's something. You know, of course, if one of them sees this or whatever, they'll just say, look at those demon worshippers. Uh. That, that that happens whatever i mean even though you know i'm not a demon worshiper but whatever you know throw me in there i'm fine with it we'll all burn together man um but um but you know so you you are speaking up about it like and actually um <laughs> well i guess um i don't want to self-promote too much i don't want to do that but knock yourself um, out go for it on unexplained i have some things coming up from a certain um medium from a frontier last known um and no clue who that is the moron mentioned some mess about the god particle without actually understanding what that is and demonolatry without understanding what it actually is and a few things like that and i have some videos coming out talking about it in a in a series i call tell me about it uh, one of them's already up with uh brooke helsing she's really awesome she's a demonolatrist and, you know, she, you got to speak to her one day. You guys would love her. She's in Florida. I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to um, catch that, that person's attention. Um, I think that person has left a few comments on my, uh, my videos. Brooke you you added, I think so. Brooke you added, Bonnie. Bon, no, it was Bonnie. I'm Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. well, I'll, oh. Bonnie will talk to you. Oh boy. <laughs> Bonnie's a firecracker. She'll talk to you. Don't worry. Um, I'll I'll personally introduce you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bonnie, uh, she's a Texas witch. Years of experience. Um, psychic, tarot reader, channeler, works with gods, goddesses, all that stuff. She's legit, so. You would like her. Um, um, I'm already thinking about a time slot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and um, but uh, yeah. So you know, it, it may not be much on the surface, or at least it doesn't look like much on the surface. The fact that you say something, you call it out when you can, where you can, and someone sees it, and it makes them question. Uh, be- for instance, malice. I know there you you have a couple of people from that other place who yep. comment your videos and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm a lurker, you know, I'm in the shadows lurking, but I notice there's one person who has a fairly open mind and they will engage in conversation and that one person, I know for a fact, the the gears are churning and it's like, wait a second. This isn't what this isn't like what you're saying like the person over here and well it's not no (laughs) her name's uh i guess i'll just say it it's uh then i don't want to say it i don't want to call her out don't 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 yeah i'm just i'm just guessing close enough (laughs) um but they are the gears are are turning and it's like i can see them saying like wait a second something's not right like this is off so you may not be able to get 
everyone to listen. Look, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do with the YouTube content, I'm not trying to fucking convert anybody. I don't want no, you, you to be on a, the left hand path. But no, you're bringing I'm, awareness and and showing that yeah. you're not a threat. You're you know don't endanger me through through lies. And I think with the content you're doing, it's helping that. It it's really getting people to question. It's like oh oh boy, this is different. He's a human. He's not some, <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's, he's not. not, he's not, he's not a demon in a meat suit. You know, he's, he doesn't drink blood yeah. that I know of. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure whoever's watching this that is a Christian is probably <laughs> thinking I am because of the cup I'm drinking out of. Right. <laughs> Look, I, I won't go into detail because it's work related and I've had a lot of issues with work le- lately with the whole pagan thing, but, um, I actually uh, inappropriately and probably against better judgment have uh, shared the link to this podcast to my boss, uh, who is very staunchly Christian. Um, But in our discussions, what I have learned is the ability for people to say, I need to know more about it so that I'm not so afraid of it. Um, And at this point, I, to me, it's worth risking many, many things to be true to the things that I believe in and think about. Um, I, I think that's important. The re- I'm not going back in well, the fucking broom closet. Sorry. The, I'm not. The reason not that. But the reason I share that is because I never would have expected somebody like my fault. I made that judgment that somebody like her would never be able to understand this. And I was completely blown away with the exact opposite of somebody's like, you know, don't agree with anything you're saying, but you're obviously not a danger to anybody. Right. You know, that kind of thing. I, that's fine. I'll take that. You know, another person in the, the heartland of, of uh, Midwest United States is saying, ah, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah, that's a W. You, you take it and run. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you think about it, you think about it. And it's like uh, the whole end point, I guess, for me is I don't want to force people into addressing what I want to address, but I want to kind and this is probably inappropriate too, but I kind of want to force people into at least addressing it with themselves. Even if you still come out the same exact way at the end, at least you've looked at it. You know, I think that's kind of on the, uh, the lines of agree to disagree about something we can show it, we can play in it. At least you come out on the other side, knowing I've looked at it and, well, maybe they're not the demon in the meat suit. That's that's really not what this is about. And I think that's actually kind of plays into the Paolo well, Mayambe well, the thing in is, the same is I way. Hate to, I hate to say it, but I think the thing is, is like I hate to use like CIA military fucking like ideas here, but at the end of the day, it's hearts and minds is what it is. It's like, I mean, we're, I, I don't think we're really trying to win any hearts here, but we're definitely trying to win minds. Like we're, we're definitely trying to get people to understand, you know, because the thing is, I'm not a threat. Yes, not I understand. Direct. Question, just question it. You know, like I, but the thing is, I don't want to have to worry because I'm a content creator that makes this kind of fucking content that I have a goddamn target on my back that it's and my family is in danger because I, am I feel that on on the internet op- openly talking about my beliefs. I don't want to feel like I'm in danger or I can't make content because of that. I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't... Yeah. So the thing is, but people don't understand. It's like the thing is, is yeah, you're pegging. Nobody's giving you shit. Like whoever's listening or watching, right? 
If you're not putting yourself into the public eye, you're probably fine. You go to work, nobody's the wiser, nobody gives a shit, you know, whatever. Nobody asks, you don't mention. I'm making content on this shit. I have the sigil of Baphomet hanging behind me. I've got an entire altar to the left of me. The moment that I go outside, dude, I'm not going to lie, I'm actually scared. Because the thing is, is like understanding how people think about people like us and the fact that I'm in the public eye, what if one crazy motherfucker decides to shoot, take a couple shots at me and I'm walking with my kid and kills my fucking kid? You know, you you just like, brought up something that happened. Um, J.D. Temple, uh, I mean, it was things that led up to this from someone else. I definitely won't mention their name. They're vengeful. But, um, yeah, they put his information out there to a hate group, legit hate group, probably the even evangelical ones. And these are the, the, the Ramirez-type followers. And yeah. unfortunately, they went to his house. They shot it up, like his bedroom. He, he just so happened not to be in there, Helm and, and his lady. But, yeah ongoing investigation right now and then that, another, that's the problem uh, shit like that happens yeah so uh, another person he had someone on his property sneaking around and he chased them off you know so I'll yeah, put it he, this way i don't mean to cut you off but i'm gonna put it this way i should not be called brave for talking about my beliefs you should not think i'm a brave fucking person for talking about my beliefs online that should not be a fucking thing but it I is. should I should not be considered a brave person for doing this. For fuck's sake. I mean, come on. I mean, we've been doing this for different things for the entire time the human condition has existed. I mean, uh, there you can look at history, any history book, every other page is full of people being brave, being who they are. And why is that even a thing? It's unfortunate. It's sad. I don't, don't want to be blamed for being me. But it is. I mean, it's a thing. And it, I just want to be. I'll me. be honest. <laughs> that, like for me, I I feel highly stressed about it because it is work. You know, I'm having this issue at work. But in the end, I've got it so much easier than so many people before me. So I'm just going to keep talking. That's it. I'm just going to keep talking about I'm, it. I'm not going to stop. And I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I mean, look, and I you take some extra precautions, and it still sucks. But you know. I'm not going to give the it's, people a platform. I'm, I'm not going to give the people a platform. I don't know who they are. They're fake email accounts. But I have gotten death threats. And I barely have any followers on YouTube or anywhere. And I've gotten death threats. Wow, that's ridiculous. I have had people email me death threats saying that they're going they're going to kill me, they're going to kill my family, they're going to make sure that my entire lineage is fucking wiped from the map so that like, you know, that Satan can't continue. I have gotten death threats. That is ridiculous. It is. So this is why for me this topic is so goddamn important. Because I don't want, if my son so decides to follow in my footsteps, that he has to worry about the same fucking thing. No, I don't think that I'm at war. I don't look at it that I'm at war. I don't want to be at war. But you're goddamn right I'm going to defend my fucking right to be who I am. Please forgive me. No, Rook, I'm not going to forgive you. Fuck off. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. Rook is apologizing to all three chihuahuas that I've asked him to get me a drink, trying to make me feel guilty. <laughs> Jesus. Well, talking about, comic, <laughs> talking about comic relief. <laughs> this is what my I let, like. I'm obsessed with the morbid podcast, and this would be what they call their palate cleanser. <laughs> you know, but I mean that that but that I mean going back to the point. What worries me is I have 142 followers on YouTube, and I've gotten death threats. Guys, um, Mystic, take it from here. I will be right back in five minutes. So, I have never had death threats for this. Hold on, what? Uh, something with liquor in it. I'm sorry. I mean, what else? I get to drink like once a month. Well, I, I don't um, drink at all, so. Uh, I generally have to before I, you know, so I can agree to disagree with malice before I get too too angry. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never had the the death threats from this anyway, but, I mean, I it, I, I try to always look at things from a relative perspective, I guess. Uh, when it comes to this, and, and relatively to me, it feels like um, this is probably one of the least uh, concerns for me. Um, I am uh, pretty confident in my ability to be safe wherever I go, based on who I am, what I look like, and all of that. So I've been pretty lucky with that, uh, and just recognizing that luck. But when you decide to take it to a creator standpoint, like we have a new YouTube that we've been working on and putting things out. Just my goal is really just for me that I'm just video chronicling our stuff. Other people see it. That's great. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate their you know ability to look at it and maybe it changes minds. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I don't have the gall yet to take it to somebody else's doorstep to fight that fight. Um, but my situation recently is uh, I got word from um, a friend, Somebody uh, you know, where I work, I, um, I have to be very careful with my work because it's a very, very well-known organization. Um, and my boss and my organization is amazing when it comes to the diversity, equity, inclusion. Like They literally have a vice president that is teaching the rest of our organization how to be tolerant of religious and racial and uh, sexual orientation and all of those things. Like they've actually done this is to me is just incredible. Yet my staff, the people that I supervise, have been talking about how dangerous I am to the organization because I'm pagan and because I hang out with a Satan worshiper. Because and that stuff it's never happened to me before. I've I've spent my time you know dealing with the gay thing and being gay and all that and I've I just people say it and I'm just like go away from me I really don't have time for you now just please leave me alone but this is new and this is different for somebody to to come at me because of my spiritual belief that I've had since I was nine years old I've never felt that before now granted I've never had a death threat um, but to be called dangerous and a threat to an organization of healthcare that I've spent my entire life in, it's like, it hurts. It hurts. And to go through and I'm like, I immediately like make all my Facebook, everything private, make LinkedIn private. I just shut everything down. And then I'm like, I'm not going to stop doing this stuff, you know, because it, it's, it, it just, 
I don't know. It's it's very very disheartening to hear that, and I know that just even that is is such a small thing compared to what some people have to put up with. Yeah, I uh, since I've been doing unexplained, I haven't gotten a death threat. I've been sent porn, but I've never gotten a death threat. Yeah, it's a story to that, but <laughs> I love it. I, I've never, Thank I've you. never gotten a death threat or anything, so I just I don't get it. I mean. Like, what's the point of going into content if you already know you're not going to like it, you hate it, and you just, why do it then, you know, and waste that energy to say, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you because I'm a big man, you know, why? Exactly. It makes sense to me. Going in and making a comment, fine. You know, I disagree with you, dude, you're crazy, this is nuts, I hate you, blah, 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 but to, to, to threaten... To take somebody's life because of what their beliefs are when it has no bearing on you at all no. is like, it's insane to me. You know, I, okay, I can understand if the guy hexed you. All right, well, fair game, you know, go and punch him. But, you know, you, Malice, you're not doing anything to anyone. If you're a kid? Oh my God, that would, I'd lose it. You know, you're not doing anything to anyone. So, you know, it's like, man, just stop it. I'm, I, my cat is just, I don't know what she's seeing right now, but she's very intrigued by it. She's seeing something. She's dead still. Oh, wait, there she moved. It's like, yeah, I'm just tired. They're just a little tired, that's all. But uh, it, it, it's just insane to me. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't received the death threat or anything, probably because I'm, I'm just, I just host and do narration and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I have received porn. <laughs> but I know the reason behind that is pretty weird, but I get it. And um, you know, like I just, I just think it's ridiculous. It, like it's just totally ridiculous. I mean, yeah, if hurting you, then why are you going out of your way to to make them afraid or uncomfortable? You know, it's it's just leave a dislike and be done with it. Part of it makes me wonder if it's if it's that whole um, and I don't want to throw this on somebody that they're you know secretly something else and that's always the case. But it it makes me wonder if if there's that intrigue or that idea of maybe I'm wrong or maybe there is something to this or maybe I'm thinking in the wrong way. So I want to you know go into it, but the reaction is such to make sure that they know that they're not that kind of, that they're not going to fall into that trap. Because it, it, it makes me think of when I first came out, uh, when I was, I don't know, 15 or 16 years old, I did everything I could to prove otherwise. Like, And I wonder if that's kind of maybe a similar mentality for some people in a spiritual aspect of saying, you know, I have to do this to prove that I'm not like that, but they're secretly or maybe uh, subconsciously intrigued by the idea and thinking maybe they are wrong. And, and well, you know, this this will go back to this goes to how is a person, how a person is raised, what's instilled in them growing up. And I could again, speaking from a black perspective, um, you know, most are raised Christian um, in this country anyway. And. It is taught that if it doesn't deal with Lord Jesus. It, it it's evil. Stay away from it. It's bad. And if it's 
if it's not done in God, and you better love God because he's the one who opens the doors for everything, it, it's bad. But there are curious uh, people that I've run into, curious black people, and they are afraid of saying, yeah, I read up on hoodoo or voodoo or, or uh, Santeria, Norse mythology, whatever. They're afraid of actually coming out and saying that because it goes against their faith and they're afraid they're going to get struck down even though they're interested in it because they think it they think it's interesting something about it touches them so i i think you you you're onto something you know just from Look, my experience. i mean i mean i know i had to bounce but i've been listening the the, the range on these fucking head this headset for as goofy as it looks is amazing um so the the thing is, so when we're talking about, so I know, I know Mystic was talking about like kind of like, you know, putting, you know, LinkedIn on private and Facebook on private and everything like that. You know, I, I think the big difference between what maybe the two of you are doing and what I'm doing. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking special. Don't think I'm saying that. I'm not saying I'm goddamn special. I'm just saying the content that I'm making is different. Oh, you're special. Mystic. You know, Mystic, Mystic is making content that, you know, is, is teaching people something is so people can understand. Like, I love that video he did about like the different altars that he has at the different directions in his house. Like he's got the North, South, East and West, you know, altars throughout his house. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely beautiful altars, you know, all, all through the house pointing in the right directions and stuff like that. You know, people can learn from that. And then also he showed like, you know, his ancestor altar, which I thought was a beautiful touch. You know, um, I'm attacking these people. I'm calling them out. I'm grabbing their content and I'm saying, you're an idiot. And now I know I'm almost 100% certain that the death threats that I got, one, are idle, and two, are from one individual from Melinda's camp. Um, I'm not going to say the person's name, don't want to give them fucking clout, and I don't want you know, anybody potentially to go harass them because despite popular opinion, I'm not a piece of shit. Um, uh, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I didn't do it fast enough. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'll take this opportunity because I wanted to say this before you guys got on your tangent and I had to go. But um, if you threaten me directly, you're going to cause harm to me. I don't care. I can defend myself. I know how to defend myself. Um, and I have permits, if you know what I mean. Um, so I'm not, I'm not scared on that level. But if you come after my family and you mention my family, not even God or Jesus will be able to fucking save you. Don't fuck with my family. That That is a low that I wouldn't even go. I will never mention a, per, a person that I have a problem with. I will never mention their family because their family is innocent of the problem that I have with that person. How Fair fucking enough. dare you mention my goddamn family in a threat to me, you piece of shit. Sorry, I had to get I had to get that out. I had to fucking say that. Better out than in. It's not paying rent, so kick it out. 
I, you know, I'm, you're not the only person to say that. And everyone, they're going to protect their family. That's their circle. So you have every right to. And, you know, moron who said, I'm going to come after him. I'm like, okay, you know, it's just stupid and unnecessary. It's just ridiculous. You know, and like I was saying to, I just, I don't, I don't get that, you know, like there's tons of people I don't like. <laughs> um, someone is listening to this right now who I know, and they just laugh because I always nag to them about the people I can't stand. So it's tons of people I don't like, <laughs> but I'm not going to go out of my way to give them my energy and say, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to do that. Why? What does that do? You know, it, it creates a victim. You know, like, could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine uh, going back to Ramirez or someone mm -hmm. like Ramirez? Could you imagine if you said that to him and, oh, my gosh, the victim complex he would pull and how many? See, see, I told you, I told you they're all. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. You're 100 percent correct. They Very good use point. They would use that shit as ammunition to prove their point. And me, look, I don't have a name because the email didn't cut. The email had a bunch of fucking numbers in it. But because of the, when you do content creation like this, you kind of start to learn how people type messages, people you know, right? And there are certain people on my page that have typed messages in a certain way, certain grammatical structure. And as an English teacher, I'm very privy to kind of, you know, grammatical structure and how people you know put their words together and start using punctuation i'm sorry i had to say i just had to i had yeah, to. No, I, my my mind goes and like Jesus. yeah I, I can teach it using it's a different story um i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> um but because of how the email was written i have a very good idea of who it is and the reason I'm not going to say anything is, one, I do consider the threat idle. But I'm mentioning it here, so if anything ever happens to me, <laughs> you guys can check his emails. Uh, yeah, that's that 4D <laughs> chest right there. Um, so, you know, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give the person power. I just want to make it known that threatening, threatening a person, let alone threatening their family, is unacceptable. I am merely reacting with my opinion to other people. Okay. And the bullshit that I think that they're spewing. If you want to agree with them, then agree with it. And to what Melvin said in regards to, you know, if you don't like content, don't click on it. You know, um, I, I think, I think that sadly, uh, and I'm, a, I, I'm guilty of this myself is that my titles don't let on to what I'm going to say about my reaction. I merely say I'm reacting to this person. So I've noticed that, for example, myself, when somebody's reacting to, let's say, a musician that I like, I don't necessarily know what that person's reaction is going to be, but I click on it anyway because it's a reaction to a musician that I like. So if I'm reacting to a content creator that you like, there's a high probability that you're going to click on that reaction regardless of whether you agree with it or not. 
Now, the yeah. moment that you find that you disagree, that's where people get fired up. Yeah, but, you know, that's perhaps the first time. I'm more so talking about repeated people coming back, knowing what mm -hmm. you're probably going to say, especially if it's, you know, with someone that you've done multiple reactions on and they come mm -hmm. back over and over. So that that's really what I'm referring to. Not necessarily the, right, the right. first clip, but the, the subsequent ones, the ones after that, where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you know, you're just doing this on purpose at this point. I think you got to yeah. crush, you know, that's well, I mean, I've noticed that with a lot of people from Melinda's camp coming over to uh, my channel, every time I do a Melinda reaction and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm tired of reacting to Melinda because it's the same shit. Every fucking video. I'm, I'm tired of reacting and saying the same shit and repeating it over and over again. But every time I do a Melinda reaction, I'm getting like 200 to 300 views you know, on that reaction, um, and I do a reaction to somebody else, I might, if I'm lucky, get a hundred views. Uh, and, and sadly, it's a numbers game. At the end of the day, if you're doing con if you're doing content, right, you go where the fucking numbers are. That's what you do. But also, I'm not going to sacrifice my soul. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, you know, to to just react, just to react. If Melinda says something that pisses me off, I'll react to it. If it's just a bullshit video, I'm not going to react to it. I'm not going to go through her entire fucking library of videos and react to every single video that she's done just to get numbers. And no. apparently pe people in her camp, you know, kind of, you know, don't understand that. But I noticed that the death threats kind of started coming in very recently because they were after I did the reaction to Ramirez. Mm. Um, so I don't know what triggered it. I'm almost 100% certain the person is from Melinda's camp. But it's still disconcerting having your family threatened for expressing an opinion. Um, sure. And here's the thing. Most of the people that follow Melinda or um, Dr. Bridges or even Ramirez are all conservatives. Now, I don't want to make this political by any means of the imagination, but there's a point that I'm trying to make. So most conservatives, okay, are on the side of maintaining freedom of speech, the ability to express your opinion freely without hindrance from the government or, you know, other organizations. What the fuck do you think you're doing when you threaten to kill me because of an opinion you disagree with? Well, that opinion doesn't have God bless and baby Jesus or Archangel Michael, apparently. That's your problem, see. Just tell, say Hail Mary and you'll be good. Hail Mary, Hail Satan, Hail Mary. <laughs> you know, the one interesting thing that I found, um, and I've only looked at those three people that you mentioned, those three channels. Um, Ramirez is the only one that has, well, not the only one, let me rephrase. I noticed more people with issues with Ramirez than in any of the other ones including one person who um, had stated that she went to see him in person. It's obvious he's for the money, blah, blah, blah. You know, he did a laying of hands, I guess, on this person. And he said, mm -hmm. she, he put his hands on me and pushed me to the floor and said that I passed out from Jesus. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's somebody's pissed off just making stuff up. But um, he definitely has a lot of, of people questioning his truth um, because... Yes, Dangerous definitely has the charisma that is born of cult leaders, which is terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, 
but there you can tell there's a mental disorder there and and I don't say that as a licensed person, but if I would say that as an on-duty licensed person, I don't know if that's the proper disclaimer well, I mean, the to not get trouble. There's something the, wrong. In the video that I reacted to uh, of his, which was an interview that some other dude did that I have no idea who the fuck it is because he wasn't saying anything with the part that I reacted to. Oh, except um, the whole hallelujah, yes, sir. Uh-huh, bring yeah, it exactly. home. Exactly. Bring it home. Agree, agreeing with him the whole fucking Bring it time. home. You know, he was, like, was he was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, if any witches or warlocks or anything or demons are watching right now, I'm coming for you. You better run to your altar or run to your car because I'm coming for you. And I'm like. He doesn't dude, want to piss can, off the witches. That's all I'm saying. Dude, you come for me, dude. Fuck, fuck magic, dude. I'm pulling out the nine millimeter. <laughs> like, like, yeah, not, actually, I'm, you know, that could, that could have the reverse magic. effect. That, it really could have the reverse effect. It's like, you come from, no, I'm coming for you. You know, it really could be someone who's like, no, I'm not even going to take this chance with this nut. Or perhaps it's someone who's a little less stable who practices uh, um, in the occult, some type of magic or, or Look, who I'm knows, gonna, maybe I'm, they work. With what you just said, I've had death threats. And I, I hate saying that. I, this is my first time in my entire life that people have actually threatened to kill me or my family, um, especially my family. And because of that, exactly what you just said, if somebody comes a knocking at my door, with a problem because of my spiritual beliefs or some kind, I'm not taking a risk of engaging them at my front door. You get one warning. I am armed. Leave or don't. Those are your choices. I'm not taking a risk. I'm not going to risk it. I'm sorry. Hate me if you fucking want to. I know that, you know, people in our camp are like, you know, highly against firearms, except for Mystic, because he's like the exception. Um, oh, you have uh, to see the carrots. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely don't think I fit the, the liberal mold on that one. You uh, know, but, you know, the thing is, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm going to protect my family. I'm sorry. People have threatened to kill me. What do you want me to do? Sit there and have a fucking conversation? I'm not going to. If you want to talk to me, talk to me the way Crimson is. This is my first time talking to this gentleman. I'm more than willing to have an open discourse with you via digital means. Do not come to my home. If you know where I live, which isn't that difficult to find, I'm not going to tell you how, but it's not that hard to I find where, where I live. I know where you live. Yeah, fuck off. You're, you, I told you where I live. You sent me shit. Um... But if you know where I live, which isn't hard to find, don't come here. For your own safety, don't come here. Because I have no qualms with protecting myself and my family. You've been warned. It shouldn't even be a question. An option. Like that it's just dumb. Of all the things to get angry and to, to have to defend yourself against, that's the dumbest. I mean, I've... And I can tell, I can tell Crimson is conflicted. Like, I can see it in his face. He's conflicted. Oh, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's just, you know, maybe I have a hippie soul sometimes or something like that. But, you know, I like to 
always give someone a chance. And it bugs me that people are just stupid. You know, that's what it is. It's the, the, the problem is, look, like I've said, if it's me, it's one thing. I can take it as an idle threat. But they, they, they threaten to kill my son. Yeah. So, you know, when it gets to that point, do what you got to do, you know. You know, so I, it's I, just like one of those things where I would love to sit there and take the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm the I everything that you've seen tonight, Crimson, you don't know me. You've seen me in my videos, but you've never talked to me directly. You maybe you've talked to me like through when I'm playing yeah. video games and stuff like that, but this is the first real conversation we're having. Okay. Do I come across to you, be honest, one hundred percent honest, unequivocally. Do I come across you as a violent person? No. Not I'm at not. All. I'm not. I like to talk things out. But fear is a real thing. And fear for your family is a great motivator. That's the only thing I have to say to that. I, I hate saying the things that I'm saying right now. Because they go against every principle that I have in every fiber of my being. Because I'm, I agree with you. I agree with giving people a chance to, to have a conversation, which is why I'm open to talking to Ramirez. I'm open to talking to, you know, Dr. Bridges. I'm I'd open to, to talking. <laughs> I'm open to talking to Todd White. I'm open to talking to these people. But when you threaten my family, I don't know how you want me to react. Not you, not you specifically, but, you know, I don't know how you want me to react. I'm going to protect my family. Even if it means me dying in the process, I'm going to defend my family. <laughs> Sorry. I was just picturing so, myself. Just laugh at the seriously, Mystic? <laughs> yeah, I was just you picturing myself evil pushing. son of a monkey's uncle. Wow. I know. I was just what picturing friendship? myself. Would I put, no, not even for Malice. I was picturing like, you know, would I, would I push Rook out before? Yeah, I would push Rook out before the dogs. No, I'm being funny, obviously. I think um, when it comes to like, your circle, your family, that's there is nothing more important than that. I, I've had, I've never had a death threat for being uh, pagan. I have for other things. But all of them have been in a moment of where I would never felt actually threatened. You know, I've, I've definitely lived some uh, parts of my... Parts of my... <laughs> sorry, he's writing. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I would save you. <laughs> you know, I would save you. I promise. BG would have to get put you know, first, but then <laughs> uh, maybe the Chihuahuas too. But so I'm know. curious. I'm curious, Crimson. Um, let's say hypothetically, you're in a similar situation where I am, where you're making content. I mean, you have made content. Like I loved your video on Melinda's book. Um, guys, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Crimson's video on like the, his review of Melinda's book, he actually suffered himself through the whole book. So you didn't have to, um, you know, go watch it. Um, if somebody can shoot a link into the chat, um, to his, to that video, to his channel, please do. Um, definitely worth checking out. But my question I is. You know, is Crimson, if your content started 
breeding uh, uh, a heavy hate towards you. How, how would you, you being, you, you said yourself, being your hippie self, your more hippie kind of side yeah, of things. I'm a pacifist for the most part, yeah. You know, how, how, how do you think you would handle it? I'm not looking for you to say that you do the same thing as me. I mean, I, I, this yeah. is one of those learning moments, right? Where Honestly, I'd like to know what you would do. I would actually read the letter out on air and I would try to correct mistakes that they most likely made, you know, just to embarrass them and just show how dumb they actually are. And just let them know that this doesn't get to me. I'm sorry. This is idle, but that's just me. That's my personality, you uh -huh. know? It's like, no, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of me being upset. I'm just going to call you a moron, read this out mm -hmm. so everyone knows you're a moron, and 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 probably give the email out because chances are it, they, they will check it or something and say, go ahead, call them a moron. I don't care, you know, because mm -hmm. we have a way of giving our power, our energy away. You know, it happens subconsciously, mm -hmm. but... I refuse to do that. I'm not going to let some idiot have that power over me. But, you know, the difference is, though, I don't have a family. You know, I have someone who lives in freaking Slovakia. You know, that's all the <laughs> okay. way over there. So, you know, and I have my cat, you know, and if anyone hurt her, I would break their freaking neck. That's Thank simple. you. Amen. But, <laughs> Amen. You know, but I, I don't have a family, so I can take it differently. And... You know, so no matter what, and it kind of goes back to the earlier discussion on how we uh, handle things, the motivation, body, mind, you know, so no matter what, I, I can't exactly put myself in your shoes and how you feel and that rage, which, you know, and it's, and, and you're, you're right to be angry about that. For me, though, I would embarrass them and I would just like, please send me another so I can just share it with the world give me more views mm -hmm. sponsors you know like yeah i don't i i my 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 thought process i thought about actually like pulling it up on screen showing the email show, showing like the actual thing but and, and call me a liar if you want because i know there's going to be people that are going to watch this like oh he didn't get any death threat you know what guys you know what i don't fucking care fuck off it's enough of me mentioning it you know who you are. You know what you did. You know what you said. Do so you know I'm talking about you? I can't be 100% certain it's you, but I'm almost, I would say 98 fucking percent sure I know who you are. I don't know where you live. I don't know where you are, but I know who you are. And the only reason I'm doing this I'm mentioning it live on this podcast is because if anything happens to me or happens to my family, it has been publicly mentioned. That is the only reason you did not get under my skin. You did not bother me. You did not piss me off. The only reason I'm doing this and so it is publicly known that you threaten my life. And if anything happens to me, you're the first person they're going to look at. And trust me, I have notes everywhere of who I think it is and why I think it's you. It's 
See, I, I would Virgo scholar the whole thing. Who are you? Where do you live? Let me find you out. Let me break it apart. Why do you feel that way? Let's write this down. Let's have a conversation. Let's write, you know, this person has this, 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 and this. I would be doing the whole psychiatric evaluation, the whole nine <laughs> yards. And then I would probably post their email with their email address and maybe even their address if I knew it and could find mm -hmm. it. And then wait about 12 hours and delete it and feel guilty about it for a little bit. Um, and then do some, <laughs> grab some food, yeah, do a little shadow work, and then be like, I've, I've grown from this. Being yeah, Virgo is terrible. I'm just saying. I'm a Gemini. It's a hard life. Uh, I'm, I'm um, well, Crimson Taurus. I'm a Taurus. So, well, like, I I'm a, I, if anybody's into astrology uh, at I all, I'm a. I figured it was one of two things with you, Christian. <laughs> Either you're you're a Taurus or you're Satanist because you have a bull with horns on your profile <laughs> picture. So it was one of the two things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're into astrology, I'm a, a Virgo sun, a Virgo or no, a Virgo sun, Virgo moon, and Taurus rising. So um, everything for me is within a structure. It must fit neatly. It must be organized. It must be categorized. It must be lined out and and assessed and evaluated. And it's really annoying. Uh, it's why it's why I, just, I drink. I just feel like I just feel like if I if I do that, I mean, I can see the logic behind doing that, but I feel like if I do that, I'm giving too much power. It yeah. is, and but don't give your power. That's the but, biggest thing, you know. Like, I would, I would. Well, that's why I was saying, like, how I would do things. It would be to take their power, essentially, Ooh. just make mm -hmm. them feel stupid. Like, and, I'm, and, no, I'm taking this from you. I'm using it now. Thank you. Have a good day. And, and that's the, the interesting thing. Like, for me, like, the, the whole, like, and my, I love and I embrace my Virgo-ness and my earthiness. I can literally, like, charcoal absorb that energy and, and formulate it by putting it in those categories. That's how I take power away from people. And it allows me to translate it into something else. Um, but I will tell you, if they threaten my family, I can't say how I would feel. Um, that's something I, I have never experienced. Um, but I'm pretty sure I would have an, I think I would have an explosive reaction first, which is giving that energy away. I, I get it. I just think that would be my first reaction. It would be Look, an the explosive. First email, I'll tell you this. You. The first, the first email is two emails. The first email was your like, dad. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm going to remember. Yeah. That, 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 that was deletions. the first email. That, that was the first email. You're dead. I was like, all right, whatever. Fuck off. Like, I didn't think about it. Like, the email's like 10045367, whatever the fuck, at outlook.com or some shit. The second email was more intricate. The second email was probably two, three sentences that... You're dead. We're going to kill your family so your lineage cannot continue. And I'm like, you did not just. Hey, who says fucking... lineage can't continue? Like, that's exactly that is. That, that's right. That's odd. Right. You're, you're uh, probably I, I thinking think the I... same thing I am. <laughs> I think I know who that is. And if so, yeah. Um, I, I think they. Yeah, I, I get I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but. It's a certain way one particular person speaks. Yep, exactly. They try to come off more intelligent than they actually are. They're an idiot. 
I'm just going to say it. They're morons. Mm-hmm. And Which is I, why I, I'm not yeah. giving it like any major importance, but, but there's a big but there. You still, what you if somebody still, latches still... onto that, that thought process? You know what I mean? So, like you said earlier, it takes one person. If somebody else sees that and latches onto it. That, that's scary shit. It is. Because, oh, that's the thing. It's like after getting those, because the thing was, is like, so I got those after I did the Ramirez video. Now, I, I don't think it's anybody in Ramirez's camp because I, I don't think anybody from that camp has even noticed me yet, right? We need to do a sour jar. You just put that up yesterday, right? I mean, yeah, that was just yesterday. So. I put that up. So, hmm. you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, like, it's like, it's nerve wracking because the thing is, is if it's from Melinda's camp, I'm not really worried because <laughs> Melinda's Melinda's camp is just a bunch of fucking people that like to talk a bunch of shit and don't really fucking mean it. They're goobers. Yeah, Doc Dr. Bridges from his camp, from what I've noticed, are they're zealots, but they're not violent. Right? They're not drinking the cyanide Kool-Aid. They're just uh, drinking like, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I, exactly. From what I can tell, it's just him more so I think it's how he was raised and just ignorant to certain things. But I, yeah, I still exactly. think have a conversation with him. Yeah, exactly. I that which is why I actually in my video with him, I actually said I would like to have a conversation with you because I feel yeah. like with 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 Doctor Bridges, you could still have a conversation with him, regardless of agreeing or disagreeing. Um, the only camp that I've done a reaction to that comes across as highly violent, and it's not because of the person; it's because of the comments; it's because of the website; it's because of everything that circles that person is Ramirez. The, so the only one that would actually worry me if it came from their camp mm. is Ramirez. Because I, his camp feels like, like if you read those comments, they feel like the type of people that, one, own guns, and two, have no problem backing up the shit that they're saying because they think what they're doing is right. You know, with this, it sounds so personal. It, it sounds personal to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I even if it's someone from the Ramirez camp, I don't think they would go out of their way to because they haven't seen. They don't know you. I think it. I think I know who it is, and I think it's personal because you, you kind of made them look like an idiot. If, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know who you're okay. talking about. And they happen to be. Uh, they they. A major butt kisser, we'll say that. And yeah, so I, I don't think it's from Ramirez. I think it's from uh Melinda's camp. And I think I know who it is. I and I think they're again an idiot. I'm just I'm always going to say that. And in a weird way, it kind of gives you a look at evangelicals, because evangelicals believe everything in the Bible is true, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh so this but is someone they don't have to follow it. I'm just going to add that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so this is someone who clearly believes whether it's Ramirez, Doctor uh, Bridges, or Melinda, everything that's coming out of their mouth. And mm-hmm. this, it, I'm going full circle here. This shows some of the mm-hmm. extreme, the extremeness that can happen that people can take for no real reason, other than. You don't believe what I believe. You're calling it out. This is an issue. And I'm right. You're wrong. Like, mm-hmm. that's, 
I'm right. You're wrong. You're the bad guy. I'm the good guy. Exactly. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And and just just to make sure that we're we're, we're talking about the same person here. Um, the first the first I'll give a word zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the first person that came 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 to mind, and because it, it's in the person's name, and that that should fucking give it away for anybody that's even halfway intelligent. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's just the thing. It's just that whole idea of get, getting in with my family, man. It's like if you got a problem with me, you got a problem with me. I don't have a fucking issue with that. Like you know, say it to me, and I'll I'll talk to you. Don't 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 put uh, my family into it. I I do feel that I have to say this though because I I know again there's just so many people who will use this as a weapon. Like, see, it, it, you're you're just trying to say it only uh, happens from from our group and we're the ones sending threats. It's not true. We don't do that. We're peaceful. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah, whatever. But. Uh-huh. It it can happen on the other side as well. Whether you're right hand path, left hand path, a knucklehead's a knucklehead. And yep. I have seen cases where someone who practiced witchcraft uh, and just the uh, the dark arts, they they become a little too vocal to someone who they're they're I guess you could say they're Christian or follow some type of Abrahamic belief. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to curse you, and I'm going to curse your whole family. And it's like, why are you doing it? Now, congratulations, you just created a new problem. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, Which is know, why I'm very open with the fact that, one, I have never cursed anybody. I've never used magic against anybody. The Any anytime that I've ever used anything against anyone is in self-defense, and it's been physical. I've gotten into physical fights. I was a kid in school, in high school. I loved getting into fights. Not going to lie. Um, I was that type of jackass, right? You know, I was the type of person I would talk shit just so you'd fight me. Um, and, you know, lots of hospital visits and shit later. You know, not the most intelligent thing I've done in my life. You know, I've grown past that. I'm not I'm not 15 anymore. I'm 35. Um, I, I don't want violence. I don't, let me repeat that. I do not want violence. I do not want a war. I do not want a conflict. I want a conversation. If you want to have a conversation with me, have a conversation. You want to have a conversation with Crimson? He seems like a pretty open guy. Like he probably have a conversation with you in five minutes. Mystic, you might want to be careful depending on who you are because he might punch you and then try to talk to you. Um. <laughs> if you're if you're trying to amass an army to fight uh, spiritually with me, yes, I might hit you. You know. So, but the thing is, I'm, I'm joking, by the way. But the thing is, is like you know, all three of us, you know, we're open to conversation, whether you agree or disagree. And as I've said before, I'll speak for me personally. I'm not trying to change your views. I'm not trying to change how you think. I'm not trying to convert you. I don't want you in my camp. If you want to be in my camp and that's where you feel fulfilled, then that's where you belong. If you don't feel fulfilled in that and you don't want to be there, then don't be there. Okay? Mystic is not left-hand path. Crimson is not left-hand path. I'm the only one on this panel that's left-hand path. The only fucking one. Okay? I don't want you in my camp. You choose the camp you want. 
You choose the camp you want to be in. But if you want to have a conversation, I'm open to that conversation. Let's not resort to violence, please. I have never cursed anyone. I am never going to curse anyone. It's not where my magic goes. I don't think that my magic belongs there. I don't think my power belongs there. It'll never happen. So anyone that comes out with a video or something saying I cursed them, <laughs> Melinda, um, I didn't. You're full of shit. Um, no violence, please. Let's let's be fucking adults, shall we? It's 2021. Let's not go back to the burning time, shall we? That's all. I, that's all I ask. Yeah, adding to that, um, yeah, I'm willing to speak to just about anyone. I do have uh, my limits, but I'm willing to speak to just about anyone. I mean, you know, that's why Unexplained Possibilities is there. It is to get people on who practice it in the in uh, who's into the occult, who practices witchcraft or might be Wiccan. And I have had people on who didn't do that. You know, last month or a month before, I was speaking to people who hunt Bigfoot. Uh, I already said I had a Scientologist on. Um, I had a guy deals with crystals. Uh, uh, this was a fun one. Someone who does shrooms and LSD, you know. Why am I not aware of this earlier? Like, I'm, I'm feeling so left out. Dude, his podcast is fucking cool as shit, man. Like, oh, I'm, I mean, I've he's got, got him he's queued got, up right now. Don't worry. He's got interesting fucking people. I'm like, I watched him one night, and I was like, dude, I just want to be in there talking to you guys. Like, I just like they're they the the people were saying something, saying things, and I was like, oh, I want to be there. Uh, oh, we, we have a watch list ready for our, our Apple TV in just a few minutes when we're when we're done here. I'm yeah, we were queued. Um. I will say, uh, check out Ladies Night. That was a good show. And um, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I was just, I just did the intro, but it was all women. Uh, my co-host, Niema. Shout out to Niema. Hello. Um, she and uh, Angie, Bonnie, if you want to get an idea of what Bonnie does, and uh, Jennifer Vatsa was on. And it was a very good talk, but uh, Bonnie brought out the Ouija board. And I know, Malice, you said you're kind of iffy with Ouija boards. Understand? I am a little iffy with Ouija boards. I am a little I, iffy. I, I mean, I know there are some people that are just kind of like, yeah, nope, that's all good. It's just like tarot cards. I'm just like, from what I've learned, I won't say it's like tarot cards, but it you are opening a portal. But the thing is intent. And if you want something bad or you think something bad is going to come through or whatever, chances are, yeah, because it goes up. It's that intent and it's that 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 thinking, that energy you put out there. But um, anyway, she brought it out. And I don't know if you guys, well, I think you do. I don't know. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But uh, Lucifer came through. Or at least someone claiming to be Lucifer, who was pretty freaking powerful because. My boy! <laughs> because all three women felt that energy, and they're all in different locations. One was in Philadelphia, one's in Vegas, one's in Texas, one's in Slovakia. They all felt that energy like, whoa. And the message that came through was amazing. It was basically saying, man needs to do more for man. Stop being a puppet 
for everyone else. You know, it, it was a very strong message. So that, that sounds like Lucy. Cool. That sounds like Lucy. Now, grant you. Okay, so here's here's the thing. So I'm going to use that as a segue because we are we are running out of time for the podcast. We can continue this little soiree after the podcast. I have no problem. I'm enjoying this conversation. Um, so I am so Mystic and I and Rook, um, run an online church. Now, not church in the traditional sense. It's more like a uni- universal kind of church. Um, church. Right. So we have Left Hand Path, which if you don't know who runs that, then you don't know who's in this podcast. Um, <laughs> then we have, you know, Wiccan, which is Rook. And then we have, which Rook seems to be leaning more Left Hand Path as of late, um, which is interesting to me. Um but uh, and then we have Pagan in general, which is Mystic. Do, Go ahead, Mystic. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, do you know where I think Rook? And I'm 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 probably not the right person to say it because I'm biased, obviously. But I think he's gonna end up more in the folk magic. Like I think that's the path. Like the the whether it's left hand dominated or not, it's it's folk magic because mm-hmm. I think that's what's gonna. The, I hear the underpinnings of that in all of our discussions. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started out Wiccan like like kind of like he did years and years and years ago, and mm-hmm. kind of morphed over into my own thing. But I, I have a feeling that's where that's going to lead. So, I, I actually yeah, have it. Yeah. I actually have a tendency of agreeing with you, but I think it's going to be left hand focused. Um, so, something occurred to me. So I have my altar. My altar is dedicated. My dedication is Baphomet. Um, if you haven't noticed, um, I have the sigil of Baphomet. I have two sigils of Baphomet on my computer. Okay, the glass on my computer has one of those car stickers that you would put on your window, which are the sigil of Baphomet. Um, my altar is Baphomet. There's Baphomet. My chalice is Baphomet. Yes, I use my ritual chalice during stream. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, and... Something occurred to me actually after I got this. So this is the what I'm going to be calling the Book of Baphomet. I have actually two of these. Um, I have this one, which is the my general, you know, magic writings, and then the Book of Baphomet. And I see, um, Crimson, you have a very interesting one sitting next to your little circle thing. Oh, um, oh, no, no, no. This is. This isn't anything real. This is, um, it was made by uh, Angie in Slovakia. The girl's talented. This is just um, the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead. Oh, the that is Sorry fucking amazing. That, that is yeah, fucking amazing. I, I dig this. it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. send, send me that contact that information. Awesome. I think uh, Send me that contact uh, information. I think I'm going to be actually, buying some stuff. You can go to um, the Witch's Broomstick. That's where you want to go. Speak to her. She'll cut you a deal and hook you up. She makes uh, magic candles, oils, and she nice. will change that entity to do it right. So, which is very nice. Which is broomstick mystic. Make a note of that. Put it in the one note, please. Um, so I don't forget and who who we need to contact. All right. So this book right here, I just ordered. I, I um, expect my check in the mail. Um, soon, 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 soon. Now, one thing I love about this book, first of all, let's talk about the quality. I ordered this off of Amazon, but it is actually inlaid with red velvet, and I absolutely love that. 
So anyway, I was doing my incantation on the front page. I'm not going to show you. Um, secrets are powerful. Um, I was doing my Book of Shadows on the front page, as I do with all of my Book of Shadows and my leather-bound books. And something came to me. And I ended up writing, I don't know if you guys can see that, four pages <laughs> on the left-hand path, which I'm going to tell you right now, weren't my words. Now, I'm not going to bore you and go through the whole thing here. Um, actually, you know what? I think I am. Do you want me to bore you and read the whole thing, or do you want me to summarize it? You can do whatever you want. Me. I got nothing to time. I need a two-minute break, but I'll be right back. All right, all right. So I said, so what it started out with is the left-hand path is an interesting idea, and though much of what is thought about it is thought to be merely evil, I have learned nothing is as ever as simple as one thinks it is. The gods and goddesses of old all exist in a place of duality. They are all beauty and chaos. For this is how the universe is designed. The whole of creation is both beauty and chaos. All of the things exist simultaneously. There is no definition to good or evil as they exist together. Nature and universe are by our perspective both good and evil. Because it simply is both at all times. And can give you either at any time, to understand our light, we must understand our darkness. And, of course, understand our darkness, we must understand our light. Neither can he come first or last, but rather both are equally important at the same time. We cannot exist in a place of absolute light or darkness as to try to do so would upset the natural order and balance of ourselves. But those things most close and important to us, that's the balance it would upset because everything exists at the same time. One must understand that every word written, spoken, or thought has a lesson to teach, and it falls to us to learn those lessons. Always, always remember Nothing is ever as simple as it first appears to be. It all unravels, and I'm trying to read my own writing when I'm in trance, which is not easy. <laughs> um, unravels to a web that connects all things together. And though many and most of us may never see that web wholly, we are in a, um, inadvertibly or unrelentingly a part of it. But understand you are not the center. The center is not the foundation, but rather the edges connecting to yet another web and even larger web. We and all are and always will be connected. So what of the gods then? Which of, if any, do you do we worship or dedicate ritual to? The answer here is both. Simple and confusing 
all and any of, of them. As nature's beauty and chaos, so are the gods and goddesses and spirits. And to limit yourself to just those you think are dark or make sense for your practice is simply just silly. You may focus on one or a dedication to learn from and work with, but never think or feel yourself into believing you can only work with one spirit that has been designated as dark and or evil. Considering yourself left-hand path, it's to say, if you enjoy the fashion of the goth and emo scene, and upon seeing the people, upon seeing you, people think that you kill children. So it's like if you, it's like saying that like, if you're into this particular fashion or this idea of being goth or being emo and people say, Oh, you kill children because you dress in black all the time. We just say, say West Memphis three. All right. To say, to say that you're, your left-hand path and you only worship evil is the same thing. It's the same amount of ignorance. And it's just sad. Um, what an absolute absurdity. One more example, if you like, colors and... Oh, hold on a second. I think I got food here. Oh, I, do, I, do, I do have food. I do have food. Give me, like, a minute. I'm going to go get food. Hold on a second. Stick. Keep the conversation going. I just came back from a break. Oh, you heard the man. Get to it. Start singing some show tunes. I love the singer about the moon and the June and the springer. That's all I got. I can do a really good let it go, but then nobody will ever forget it for like the next three days. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, and, no, uh, that'd be terrible. The fireworks are going off even louder now. I don't know if you guys heard it yet, but it was just a nice big boom that caused the car alarm to go off. I haven't heard any uh, through the um, stream, but I have heard. Obviously, here, our dogs have gone nuts with it. And my uh, sister-in-law with her gaggle of children are in my pool at the moment. Oh, fun stuff. Hey, mm. since you're a tarot guy, what do you think about the Brady tarot? The Brady tarot? I don't even know that. What is that? Uh, Hold up. I'm Googling now. I got it. It's, I, not, uh, I like. The, are you not talking about like the Brady Bunch? Like, no, no, no. This is by um, uh, that that exists. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Emmy Brady. It's a nature deck. Part of it's based off of uh, Native American lore. Here they are. I see. Um, yeah. Oh, those are those are pretty. Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> I hmm. think strength. Yeah. Sorry, it's dark. There we go. I, I love get... that. So, I am surprised I don't have that deck. Here it is, the Hermit. I love this one. Which is funny because I am a huge fan of the owl. That's that's definitely a, an animal I follow up or follow through with a lot. I um I do not have this deck. How do I not have it? This is ridiculous. 
Oh no, I feel like I just met the addiction. <laughs> you did. You did. You are an, you are now officially an an enabler. Um I've seen this before. I think um I have just a couple of Ooh. Is that like a matte black version? Yeah, uh I have volume 2, the second edition. The first edition I think is white. But the second edition is black, and oh my god, the cars—it feels so good. Like the colors is, are insane. Yeah, it's very well made to the point of I don't want to use these cards, but I use them when I'm supposed to. Um, I, I think it's a deck you'd like. I don't know if you'll use them, but you'll definitely love looking at them because they are gorgeous. They really are. So yeah, Amy Brady, and it was really nice. She writes a little note saying thank you and signs and all that stuff. What is this website I'm not aware of? Oh dear <laughs> God, we're screwed. Like I, I have a, a knack for finding the one-offs that nobody would ever consider buying and then buying them and making like actually using them. Um, I'm not a fan of like the the hand art style. I'll be honest, most of the tarot decks that that are um I'm back. What's the word? Welcome back. We 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 busy. Hold up. Okay. We we are feeding addictions at the moment and we are enabling. Okay. Um peace. Okay. Yeah, I um, uh, introduced them to the Brady Tarot. <laughs> Like seriously, like the Brady Bunch, Brady. Oh my! That's God. what I said. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, it's a nature deck, um, based off of uh, some uh, Native American lore by Emmy Brady, and just a very beautiful, beautiful deck. Dude, oh, nice. it's already ordered. That's terrible. And um, I love. This. Like I, just, I say. I the, you know, the reason I jumped for oh, yeah. that is because Mystic actually has the Golden Girls Tarot. I do. Um, like, it's weird because I, I have so many, and I know there's this big thing about being connected to your deck, right? Mm -hmm. And really feeling that interaction. And I feel that with my Steampunk Tarot. Like, I'm not kidding. I have, like, three large copies and two miniature copies. Mm -hmm. Like the one I have here. Like and, and I travel every week for work, so I'm always flying or somewhere else in a hotel. Like I, I will pull these right out in the airport, and people look at me like I'm gonna like you know bring the plane down or some shit. It's hilarious. Um, but it, I'm obsessive with Terra and finding the right deck at the right time. I have a couple of really good Native American decks, but that one's really pretty. I feel like I've seen it before. I don't know why I don't have it though. Yeah, I can't I, believe you just ordered it that quick. Just bam. Like God, yeah, oh yeah. Anytime I find a deck that I like, <laughs> don't tell me not to send a link because then he orders it. And like I the mean, week that I plan on ordering it, he's like, oh, "I already got it." Well, I just want to. I just want to be look before tarot. Like, um, I was obsessive with uh, playing cards. Like, I had like a hundred decks. I like it's a Virgo thing. I think. Maybe a Taurus thing, but probably a definitely a Virgo thing, where we Bull like thing. 
come to my house. It is not hoarded. <laughs> Every single deck is logged on its Excel sheet by type and author and organized in a way that it can be found immediately if oh, needed. God, that's OCD. It's Virgo. <laughs> that, that'll make me jump off a bridge. <laughs> um, but uh, what it. about um, this Oracle deck? It's called the Angelarium. Uh, Have it. Emanations. Yeah. They, so like they, it, I like it okay. Um, it, I got actually got the Angelarium and the Dark Mirror Oracle at the same time. And I... I found a lot of success for me reading from the dark mirror. Same here. Um, yeah, you can read it way better than I can too. Like you can, it's malice is like a, I don't know. It's, it fits in perfectly. Um, but the angelarium, like for me is more of a, I don't think I would read somebody on it. Like it's more of a, you know, draw a card, think about the process. What would this entity or this this idea mean for me for the, you know, to meditate on or to think about or, um, it, it and it when I do tarot, I do it in quite a few different ways. So it would be something maybe as a homework card that I might pull. So if somebody's like really into angels and they really want, you know, to 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 have that kind of reading, I might pull them a card to say, okay, you know, work on this, blah blah blah, but. Reading it specifically, I it's not something that I I use that deck specifically for. Yeah, I um I only have two Oracle decks. Uh, this one, Oracle of Light and Shadows, and the Angelarium. And the Angelarium I use the least, but for me, it's a very powerful one. Um, and I use it because it's one of my guides. It's connected to, and it helped a lot. So it, grub on down, Malice. Grub down. It, and I'm see, hungry. I, I, I can't, I've used it quite a few times, but I don't. I haven't found success personally for using it for other people. Yeah. Um, but um, the the Oracle of Shadows and Light is that the I think uh, Cavendish. Yeah, this one, dude. Like, uh, her, her. Me personally, I don't love her uh, imagery in some points. I do have that deck, but Rook actually has, and Rook is my husband who's uh, into, you know, he's, he's, I'm teaching him. We're kind of learning, you know, teaching stuff together, but he actually has a couple of her images tattooed on him now. He loves, oh, like, wow. he's obsessed with, with Lucy Cavendish. Wow, but, um, that's big. Yeah, I think it's, um, Either beautiful creatures or strange creatures. I can't remember right now. But one of those decks that she has. Um, I think it's beautiful creatures. But I, I have found some some really, really awesome decks on uh, playing cards. Etsy. Um, you know, and Golden Girls. Yes, I do have the Golden Girls tarot. Um, Read your future from the Lanai. I think mm -hmm. I will probably get one more deck because I only these and maybe a few that you can't see. Like the only reason why I got them, well, one of them was a gift from my mom. It was my first deck, but the other ones they match my guides for when I do readings. And they were like, "No, this is what you get. This fits me." And it's like, "Well, okay, whatever makes it easier." And there's one more deck I'm going to get. It's not completed yet. Um, it's called the uh, 
oh god what is it called oh well it'll come to me later but it's it's a beautiful deck um the colors really pop it's like white gold and uh black yeah, he uh, remembers mystic but he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want you to buy it <laughs> no i'm not like right. that i'm not like that i don't care if you buy it but more power to me. The, uh, the, the funny thing is i i literally have close to 200 decks and i only use two to actually do professional readings like if somebody says you know i want i need a reading uh or you know ask me for a reading it's literally going to be steampunk 99 percent of the time it's the one that speaks to me look and for those wondering i'm gonna tell you this right now i've been reading tarot and doing divination for about 20 years i will do another reading and I am very and I am very critical of the people that read me. And up until now, there are only two people two that can read me and it actually makes sense at any goddamn point in my life. And the only one you need to know is one of those people is mystic. I'll say that much. Only two people. And I, I uh, a lot of fucking people read <laughs> for me. A lot. When I do tarot, I hook in really hard, and sometimes I fail to let go, and people have... I've heard that so many times. It's hilarious. Like, I at the end of the reading, like, okay, you need to back off a little bit. Um, Just because it's like, I don't know, it gets... I, my life in general... Super busy, super crazy. I am like the super even person. I never break that even keel line. But when I get into terror, like I just, it gets crazy. Like I go total type A crazy, like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Not a complaint at all. But it's so funny anyway, with all these, all the decks, I still only stick to one or two. Let me finish this, um, the Book of Baphomet, which I want to have to rewrite. Is, uh... Tank is filled yep. up now, so he's back in. Oh my god, dude. I needed to eat something, dude. I haven't eaten all day. That's the first thing I've eaten all day. And it's it's 10 30 for me right now. Yeah. I had some bomb ass um, nachos earlier. No, nah, I, I just fucked up a big Mac and fries. Um Yeah, we saw. Yeah, I know. So I'm not gonna because <laughs> apparently my like my own handwriting deceives me because yeah, I'm like that. So the last thing we're talking about was like how fashion works, right? So like there's a lot of people out there that that are on the right-hand path that will sit there and say just because you wear black or black nail polish or black lipstick or all black clothing or if you look alternative that you're evil. That same ridiculousness applies to the left-hand path if you think that the left-hand path is something that is only evil. Um, It says, one more example, if you'd like, colors and maybe a more (laughs) hippie down-to-earth look (laughs) to assume you are always happy and full of love is dumb, to be quite frank. This is to say... Dark gods have a light side, and obviously their dark side, and light gods have their dark side. And as a practitioner of the left-hand path, 
the distinct advantage is not only working with the dark side. Most are too afraid to look at, but also work with. So they're all, you're afraid to look at or even work with the dark side of the gods. The only restrictions are those of the mind and fear of the unknown. Be not afraid, but go forth and bathe in both light and dark. Be balanced in beauty and chaos. So what I learned, and, and honestly, I, I honestly think that that, that, that I, I feel and I believe that that message was given to me for, un, for a greater understanding, is that there's a misconception that when we say left-hand path, either we're thinking of an extreme theatrical version of atheism where we believe in ourselves and our own power and uh, where we're dark and creepy or we worship the devil. And the thing is, is the one thing that a lot of people tend to forget is that all the gods, whether Greek or Celtic or Roman, have a light and dark side to them. They have done good and they've done great evil, much like human beings have and are capable of doing. To walk the left-hand path is not to worship evil or dark entities simply because they are labeled as dark entities, but to walk the left-hand path is not to have fear to work with the dark side of all gods that are in front of you, all pantheons. To walk the left-hand path is to understand that in order to appreciate light, you must understand darkness. And to appreciate the darkness, you must understand light. Because if you do not appreciate either, you cannot understand either. You cannot live in one place alone. As human beings, we're fallible, and as fallible human beings, we are capable of great good and we are capable of great evil. And an appreciation of both will keep you from drowning in either. That is the left-hand path. Not the misconception of, I worship only demons, but rather, I understand that our world is comprised of both good and evil, light and dark. And the darkness, just because it's dark, is not evil. That beautiful flower that you awed over in the day is hidden in the darkness. The darkness is not evil because it's hidden the flower. The flower is still there. You just merely do not have an appreciation for the darkness. But it has not consumed any beauty or any light. It is because it is. And to treat it any other way is a part of our fallibility. To believe that darkness is evil simply because it's dark is a question of Hollywood, not humanity. That is the left-hand path. Okay. That was powerful, man. That was deep. <laughs> you know, I someone to follow that. Just like, darn it, man. Now what do I say? <laughs> Dude, what that, is the that's right from hand the, doing? That, that, that's from the soul, man. 
That that's like I, I feel like I'm gonna I'll put it out there. I feel like Baphomet himself gave that to me. Honestly, funny you say that. I was actually gonna say it kind of sounds like a message Lucifer gave uh, to someone. So I, I don't know, but that's powerful. That's not just like something you think up in a few minutes or whatever. No, that's something else completely different. Another car alarm going off. Way to go, guys. <laughs> that's powerful. I wrote that this morning. And I think it's really sad that people discount that because of what they uh, presume or what they think is something. Um, and obviously, that's a topic we've talked about a lot tonight and on many, mm -hmm. many uh, discussions. Yeah. That that lack of understanding is such a closed door for so many people when mm -hmm. it just doesn't have to be. And the enrichment is is unlimiting. And you know, I think about. When I grew up, I remember the discussions in church about demons and, you know, stuff like that. And obviously I left the church or was removed from the church for other reasons. But when you think about it, you know, there's the discussion about deception of witches, the deception of demons, the deception of Baphomet, the deception of the devil. The deception of the devil can only exist. I just took a shot of that, by the way. Cheers. <laughs> While I was on break. Okay. Um, my mouth is really dry. I, I'm <laughs> out of wine, so I had to go for the whiskey. <laughs> um, but with all the, the, the professing of the deception of everything that isn't the Christian God at some point, it makes you wonder, where is the true deception? You only fight things so violently when they threaten you or, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I do. It's always made me wonder. And, and like with demons, I, you know, I have the, the and I'm going to tie this into my tarot, obviously. So I have that tarot deck with, I can't even remember what it's called, but you had mentioned it. Or I think you have it, right? What? We talked about one of those deck, the, the decks. The um, occult tarot? Yeah, the occult tarot, where it kind of goes through each of the demons and the discussions. There's nothing on them that is inherently evil or negative or even dark. Well, look, the thing is, is like, okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the thing is, is so, okay. You're not sorry. I, I, I'm not, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, no, I am. But I, I have got to say this. So this is actually one of the discussions that... Crimson was having with his guests when I dropped in on his podcast. It was about demons and it was about the left-hand path and it was about things like that. And the one thing that bothered me a lot about his guests, very knowledgeable, intelligent people, loved hearing from them. They were they seemed like amazing individuals. But the one thing that bothered me was that the moment that they started talking about dark magic or black magic, first and foremost, black magic has its roots in racism. For those of you who don't know, it's a very white and black magic is a very racist term. If you don't know, it's just white and black at all because everything white is considered good and everything black is considered bad. That's how it's always gone. It's terrible. It makes no yeah, sense. Well, the thing was, okay, see, look, so if my understanding of the history is this black magic has its roots in voodoo and hoodoo and shit like that. So apparently some of the slaves that were sold um, to the United States came over practicing magic. Just magic. But 
to the slave owners when they figured out what they were doing in, you know, their little cell areas or however they were kept, started calling it black magic. Not because it was evil, but because it was done by black people. So the term black magic is racist inherently. For those that don't know. So for all of you that think it's fucking cool as I practice black magic, you're an asshole because you haven't done your research to figure out where the fuck the term comes from. Terminology is important, just like demon, which comes from the ancient Greek daemon, which is a spirit which was sent by Zeus to actually help and guide people. If you don't think words are important, how do you do a spell? How do you do an incantation? You do it through words and will. Words are important. Christianity enter stage left. It just irritates me that people don't understand the shit that they're, the terms that they're using. See, it, it, that it, doesn't irritate me so much, but it's once you're presented with the, some of the ideas and facts. And let's just say, let's say it's overzealous and, and let's, I, I don't believe that, but let's say it is. What's the harm in making an adjustment? And thinking about it and considering that maybe <laughs> that's not the appropriate way to go. I, I've never understood that that inflexibility on those type of things. Like, and this is a whole other subject, not even related, but we're talking about pronouns of people who are transgender. Yep. Fuck, does it matter? Call somebody what they want. Give, call them by their name. You know, why is it so hard to try to be kind to somebody? Look, uh, me as an listen. English teacher, I've always, as an English oh, teacher, I've, so always had a, I've, always, I've always had a problem with the pronouns thing because pronouns are generally used when you're not in the presence of the person because you're talking he or she when you're mentioning it to another person. So to sit there and say that my pronouns are, you're basically never going to hear your pronouns. Well, my because, thing is, just call you by your name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's I don't like, need exactly a pronoun. You don't need it's to like call me he, a, him, they, like, she. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like Brian. being a streamer. Like, Mystic knows my real name, but he doesn't, call... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't call me by my real name because he understands the implication of calling me by my real name on a stream. So when somebody asks you to use their pronouns, think of it like that, right? Mystic doesn't use do. my... Right. Mystic uses doesn't use my real name on stream because he understands that there's implications to using my real name on stream because it's a public platform open to who the fuck knows who the goddamn is watching. Right? I know both of those people. <laughs> so, if somebody asks you to use their pronouns, yeah, I might give you shit because I'm just that type of person. They'll call me Malice for fucking nothing. Okay, if you say, hey, my pronouns are this, I, I probably will sit there. So you do, you do realize that, like, you will never hear me using your pronouns, right? I, I'm just saying, like, I'll use whatever the fuck you want me to, but you're never going to hear me use it because long, so long as you're in my presence, I'm going to say, hey, you or dude, because I use for everybody. Um, So, yeah, like. That's what you get from me. I, I'm just being honest. I, you be you. You do you, and I'm gonna do me. That's you know, that's how this works. Now, one thing I want to ask quickly, and goddamn, I'm gonna sound like a fucking asshole asking this. Yeah, nothing new. Yeah, I know, right? 
Crimson, did you know that history of the terminology black magic? No, you taught me something new. I always thought that it was from the various practices that they considered, because uh, like Mystic said, usually black is considered bad, white's considered good. And I always thought it was from the practices of people who were using herbs to heal or or something like that, uh, that giving blessings or whatever was considered white magic and black magic was uh, considered baneful magic. So you taught me something new. I did not know. Well, that. I, I, I'll yeah, actually see, give you, I'll give you a point that actually debunks that, like that idea that like herbs and shit like that were like considered white magic. So during the Salem witch trials, most of the people that started out in the Salem witch trials before it was actually the full blown Salem witch trials with the girls, you know, accusing people and shit like that is that they would mm. burn anybody that worked. They would burn anybody that worked with herbs. There's two kids. So it, if if you did herbal magic or herbal remedies, which wasn't even magic, it was medicine at that time. It was what we would consider medicine because it was understanding the properties of the plants and how they interacted with the body um, was considered black magic it was and work with the devil. And you were immediately burned at the stake or thrown into the river, river. Yeah. <laughs> thrown into the river. If you drowned, you were innocent. If you lived, you were a witch and you were burned at the stake. It was like, well, fuck's sake, man. Um, <laughs> now, to expand on that, there's actually something, a device or something that they had. And if that would float, you were a witch. If it didn't, you you were innocent. It, it was a device. And I, I got to remember where I read this in the article, but it, it was more know. to it than just throwing some random person I mean, but yeah, could you imagine it, how many husbands cheated on their wives or whatever? Like, she's a witch! Just to get rid of them and so they could get with some hot young thing? That's terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, look, uh, I grew where I grew up uh, in my first 33 years of life, there is a street called Witch Duck Road. That is in Virginia. That's where I'm from. Uh, scary place, by the way. But yeah, Witch Duck, and granted, you know, Rook's mom calls it Witch's Dick, but um tells what kind of person she is i love her she's awesome um but i'll be honest i never looked into the history of black versus white magic so i never really knew the terms um and my general theory on everything is there's more than one route for everything Mm -hmm. uh people try to trace everything back to one cause and that usually blinds you to all the other causes but i always took it as black magic was black magic because it was done in the dark or it was hidden or it was a cult and people were afraid of the dark and the things that they couldn't see. That's where black magic came for me. And I've heard malice, what you've uh, explained on here before. So uh, mm-hmm. there's obviously some well, validity I, mean, I, to I, that. I, I, I just investigated it, like where it kind of started from and like the, as far back as I traced it was, you know, I mean, I'll be all patriot and all, but American can suck sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I traced it the farthest back I could trace it was, you know, the 1800s and the 1700s. That makes and, sense. And that was when people of color would practice what was considered magic at the time. And it was called black magic because they, at that time, also called the people, those people, black because they had dark, a darker complexion. So, so I'm assuming before that they probably called it by whatever it was, and that was a term that was created to demoralize yeah, exactly. it and to exactly. diminish it. 
mm-hmm. like they exactly. do everything else. <laughs> exactly. That's and our history. So, so the thing is, is like the sad thing about this is from my investigations, that is actually the root of using black as E to represent evil. Because as we know, if we look into magic itself, black actually means to free yourself from evil. Like the actual meaning of a black candle, for example, is unbinding, right? So the actual root of the color black being something bad is actually rooted in racism. Black would be, for me, the removal of all things. So, Back to its whatever it was. And this it is not me. Was. Look, I look, and the thing is, is for those of you out there that know me, I'm not trying to like I don't go out there looking for my virtue signaling fucking brownie points. I, I don't do that shit because I don't fucking care. I'm just I'm just saying fucking truth. Okay? I'm not looking to fucking virtue signal. I'm not looking to kiss anybody's fucking ass. All right. When I say something, it's because it's actually what I've investigated and it's what I've actually found. Does that mean that it's the absolute and only truth? No. As Mystic has said, there are probably other root causes to it, but everything that I've investigated leaks back to skin color. Which is why magic for me is just fucking magic. Not black magic, not white magic. It's the goddamn intention that matters. It's your intention in the magic that you practice. It is not. Add on to that. I think, just so people can understand it better, because everyone's seen Star Wars, think Jedi, Seth. Same force, same energy, just used differently. Doesn't make the energy itself, the force itself, bad or good. It's Mm -hmm. neutral. It's whatever you make it. Oh, exactly. That's that. I think that's a good way so people can understand it a little better. Yeah, exactly. So I would actually go as far as asking anybody that follows this podcast, anybody that follows my YouTube, anything like that. Stop using the terms white and black magic because on both sides, it's it's racist because it's to sit there and say that that at the time that, you know, any type of shaman that was white or of a lighter complexion was considered good. Anybody that practiced magic that was of a person of color was bad or evil because they were enslaved. So at the time, like any time a slave owner encountered a person of color practicing magic, they immediately assumed that they were cursing the family because they didn't want to be enslaved. Okay. So the the whole fucking shit, white and black magic, stop fucking using it. Magic is magic. It comes from inside yourself and the source around you. It's the same force. It's your intention that makes it good or evil. Not the color of it. And I'm I'm one of those people that I will sit there and I will tell you, and Crimson, if you have a problem with this, please tell me, okay? I'm the type of person that I'll say, I don't see color. I see a person. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. If you're a good person, you're a good person. That's fucking it. I'm I look, I fucking swooned over goddamn what the fuck was his name? I keep getting Morgan Freeman. I swooned over Morgan Freeman. It was Black History Month. I don't remember what fucking year they started talking about it. And he's like, Do you want a white history month? And he's like, Well, no. I, like, I don't want a black history month. He's like, Well, what about racism? We'll stop talking about it. I actually remember that. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> no, like, 
Oh my god. I mean, this is going somewhere else real quick, but you know, I I'm from the ghetto. <laughs> like 100% from hardcore ghetto. And I was called freaking Oreo. Um cuz I don't like rap. I like Aerosmith. So, here I am growing up in the ghetto Pink, all these kids. Pink are is my favorite to... song. <laughs> Sorry. All, all these kids are listening to Snoop and Dr. Dre and Tupac and I I, to this day, I can't name you one Tupac song. I don't know anything from them. But Aerosmith, uh, freaking Rolling Stones, the Beatles, uh, you know, I can get down with. And it's like, you're an Oreo. Like, but I'm not. I just like this type of music. What's wrong with that? Uh -huh. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't I don't like fucking labels, man. Like, yeah, I, they, I just don't like labels, labels in general. Like, see look, me as a person. I do. I see you, you know, and, and and the thing is, is, like I'm not quoting fucking King here, but it's I judge you based on your character. If I think you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're a bad person, you're a bad person. End of fucking story. I don't give a fuck what color you are. Yeah, I have a lack of pigment. You have more pigment. Who gives a shit? I didn't notice. I, exactly right. Like I mean, it's just like. Oh look, I get I, I get it all the time with the I have tattoos of my nose pierced, I have gray hair, I have a German name, like it's an automatic people have an assumption about how I deal with things. And they're like look, and, and you know and another thing that irritates me, I'm gonna be honest, and I'm 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 guilty. I'm I'm doing it right now. Well stop right? it. Shit. I'm 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 gonna be straight up. For some fucking reason, there's this idea that the moment that a person of color is on like on on a program or something like that there's an automatic necessity or need to virtue signal or try to justify like you as a person of not being racist once you have a person dude just just treat people like people crimson's cool as fuck oh, i love the you. dude like the fact that this motherfucker is in almost all of my goddamn streams just fucking hanging out and bullshitting like, I love this fucking dude. Like, this dude's fucking awesome. Oof. Just stop. And you want to know something? It's because of the times. I swear to God, if you you and if you and I met six years ago, I would have never even fucking mentioned it. Cause I don't give a shit. But as a content creator, as somebody that goes live. It's almost like it's almost like a pre fucking requisite. It's like you have to say something. You can't you can't just not say anything. Now, Crimson, I want to know how do you feel about that? Have you encountered that before, or am I the first asshole to do it? You're the first. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. I, I appreciate I appreciate unequivocal honesty. Like, I mean, yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Well, now that I'm the first, how do you feel about it? Oh, I feel fine. But, you know, to me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just guys yapping. That's how I see it. You know, like it's not a race thing. Yeah, yeah we could talk about race and try to get an understanding of it. I think we we should in this nation because we are divided mm -hmm. in that aspect, but definitely other than that, I don't care. You see me as a person. I see you as a person. I see uh mystic as a person. You know, it's fine. So exactly, me, exactly. It's whatever. And how do you, and how do you feel like, how do you think that like, like, do you think that 
like we're more divided now by race than we've been before? I think, honestly, I think it's the same. It's just more noticeable now because of technology. I don't so it's think more amplified. I don't think much has changed. To be totally honest, like people were hiding it more, mm-hmm. but now it's like I don't really care at the moment type of thing, which I right. prefer. I really you tell me you don't like me because I'm black. Hey, I can respect that. I could deal with that instead of you hiding it and having this rage in you. And if I need mm-hmm. help or something, you're gonna stab me in the back. Like just tell me up front. I can respect you. Go your way. I go my way. Have a hap hap happy day. So, but yeah, I, I think it's for the most part, the same, we're just noticing it more. And Mm -hmm. I think it's going to stay that way for a while until people just stop, you know, like Mm -hmm. stop the labels. You know, I don't like being called African American because I'm not from freaking Africa. I'll say I'm black American, but most of all, I'm American. I'm from here. You're American. You're fucking American. Don't call me African. I don't. That's racist. <laughs> but don't call me that. You know, <laughs> I can do that. You guys can't. I get the pass. But hey. you know, on, a, on a serious note, like seriously, we we have to get rid of these stupid labels. Yes, we honestly have to. But yeah, as far as this stuff, I don't care. the one thing I mean, the one thing that started making me uncomfortable, like when I started talking about this stuff, like in modern society is like, I used to, I, I've always been that type of person to say, I don't see color. And then when there were certain people that started coming out saying like, they were actually complaining about people saying that they don't see color. Um, they're saying, they're saying, Oh, well then like, you know, like you don't see color. Like I'm, well, I'm black. Like it's kind of like part of like the whole, the, the pride aspect of it. Right. That yeah. like to sit there and say, I don't see color is like rude to say. And it, it, yeah, it put I- me in a position where it's like, well, then what the fuck do I say? I mean, it makes sense to me because you're, it's almost minimizing the difference that's causing the problem. Like if you look at it in context of the, the bigger, like for me, obviously United States, when, when you say I don't see color, it's like you actually do. Like I look and I see red on the screen right now. I see green. I see, you see the color. Yeah, so when you not saying that to this is just what I heard from my friends is, okay. um, you know, that, and, and it may not be true now because this was 30 years ago. <laughs> um, really? But 30 years ago? Well, if not more, I mean, my family is, is extremely uh, not white. And I say that because it's uh, Filipino, everything under the sun. And so I really, truly grew up not ever even being, like, I never was able to identify a difference because I was so used to seeing so many different people all the time. I mean, I have, at least 50 cousins, probably half of them I don't even know of yet uh, because of my mom's, um, uh, I guess, incredibly fertile parents, my (laughs) grandparents. Uh, My mom's the oldest of nine. So, you know, we have lots of cousins. It's just all over the place. But and we always grew, you know, we were always hanging out as as kids. So I just I I mean, I have a a cousin who's uh, doesn't even matter. I just I never had the the opportunity to not experience not just black culture people around me, but of every, multiple different mm-hmm. uh, ethnicities and, and backgrounds. So I just, I, there, it wasn't pot, like I didn't have any mm-hmm. concept of not being like that when I grew up and which is a great for me, I think, but also made mm-hmm. it harder before, you know, when I was like, I don't see color. Like, well, 
I wish you, you know, my friends 20 years ago, 10 years ago, like, I wish you did see color because we're having a really hard time right now. People of color. I'm like, okay, I get it. But you don't know my background either. So I, you know, it kind of makes it weird and uncomfortable. And it's just, it's one of those things. Like, how do you, how do you address around that? You know, Mm -hmm. it it sounds like notice the issues, but, (laughs) you know, treat me equally, of course. And just from my perspective, because I, I wouldn't, I, if someone says, I don't see color, I don't really care. Okay, that's fine, whatever. But <laughs> I think what it is, is recognize the issues that are happening to minorities, you know, which right. there are. You know, but uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, people need to recognize someone's making an effort and saying, hey, you're like me. You know, I know there are issues, but... I'm not going to just treat you like that because of that. I'm treating you like a human being. I'm not going to treat you special. And, you know, part of it's a victim complex and Mm -hmm. it's going to treat you special. I'm going to treat you with respect. If you respect me, I respect you, but I will also recognize the issues that are happening, but I Mm -hmm. don't see you for your skin tone. Well, that, I, that's I see the, beyond, yeah. You know. I mean, that, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't look, I, I'm actually disappointed in myself right now because of how far down that road I just went because like, I'm not, I, I, I know I know mystic. You're giving me a weird look. I, I feel like acknowledging that there's an issue with race and society is perpetuating the issue with race and society. Yeah, it's I feel a, like it's so a double-edged I, sword. It is right because, but at the same time, at the exact same time, I don't want to be insensitive to any issues that are actually happening or people are going through. Anyone, it doesn't matter who the fuck they are, right? Well, I don't know you that know. acknowledgement would be the right com- the right word though, right? Because acknowledgement's one thing, for, you, yeah. know. you know. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not the right word. So. <sighs> How do you handle this? I guess the best right? thing you it's can like, do like, is, you, you're, yeah, you're, no, like seriously, <laughs> what do you do? Because it's like, what can you do? But like, the, I think the best thing you do is just talk and just be friendly. And yeah, like Morgan Freeman said, stop mentioning race. That is huge, actually. I think that's one of the best things you can do. But also acknowledge the things that there is an injustice. You can I think do about that it this way. I think about this way. So I remember I had a girlfriend back in uh, university when I was in college. Good girl. She was a wonderful person. She got overly excited anytime she saw gay people holding hands, gay or lesbian. Like, fucking Mystic's face says everything. Um, and I remember one time we were walking through the mall, right? We just got out of the store, made a bunch of purchases, stuff like that. We walked out and there was a gay couple that walked right past us and they were holding hands. And she started freaking out, jumping up and down like a little pixie, clapping her hands like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And I, I, I literally just looked at her and I said, do you understand what equality means? Are you going to do that with a heterosexual couple that walks past you? Like, are you expecting somebody to walk past us holding hands and start jumping up and down and saying, oh, I'm so happy for you? Do you understand the concept of equality? You don't do that. Equality means like just treat them like anybody else. 
that 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 kind of goes into the rubber band effect to me for a little bit. And I have no clue what it's called, but I'm pretty sure somewhere somebody got paid a lot of money to put it in a textbook. Okay. Um, and it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, and we talked about this before where, um, you know, there's a certain um, moment or time which should be, you know, I, well, I don't know if it should or not, but there's, there's a certain uh, era where when something has been pulled back, it gains momentum that is um, potential energy, right? If you're talking about mm-hmm. mechanics and physics. Yeah. But then at some point, that potential energy has to be released. And when it's released, it goes way far past where it was. And right. then it starts coming back down to that normal. And I think for me, as a, as a, a LGBTQIA plus person. RSVP. Find out what it means to me. And that's R-E-S-B-E-C-T. All right. My bad. But seriously, like when you, when you go into that, that kind of that, that there, there's this period of so going so far overboard because you're reacting to how things have been for so long. Like when I first came out of the closet, I literally like I was that person hanging from the chandeliers. Everything was rainbows. It had to be you, you grow out of that. It's a maturity thing for me. Uh-huh. But it, it, it just it, it, it's it's everything gets compressed and then blows back out the other side. And that's kind of where it was for me on that aspect of it. So if somebody would have done that for me, I'd have been very happy because that would have made me feel comfortable that somebody mm-hmm. recognized it. And at least other people who didn't care for me knew I had an ally somewhere nearby. But mm-hmm. that's a per- very highly personal feeling. Somebody else right beside me could feel completely opposite of that. So I think it's important that that's balanced to the individual that you're with. And, and I wouldn't do that to a stranger. Um, it's none of my business, but if it's a friend of mine, I, I would want to talk to him about it. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I just I just felt like, I mean, at the time, I was just like, my concept of equality is to be treated like everyone else. And the thing is, is like, you're not going to get excited over stupid shit, you know, for, you know, the typical, you know, heterosexual couple or whatever. So yeah, but imagine why? if you were afraid to do it in the first place, and then somebody makes you feel comfortable doing it. You're going to want to know that's that. True. That, oh, but that's true. I mean, grant you, one of the dudes in the couple kind of looked at my girlfriend. She looked. He looked at my girlfriend at the time, and she, he was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" That was the look <laughs> on his face. Okay, that would have been my um, look. <laughs> okay, so like, my you girlfriend's know. look would have been like, "Yay!" <laughs> right so like i mean that, that so that's kind of where like i kind of came off saying that because it's like mm-hmm. you could very obviously tell that he was like i don't need your approval you know um to do this and you know so that's where i kind of like at that junction in my life because i was very young you know i i understood my idea of equality overall for humanity it's just to be hey. treated like everyone else. That's what equality is. It's not to be treated better. It's not to be treated worse. It's to be treated in the same fucking way as everybody mm-hmm. else, regardless. But, but I wonder if holding uh, those two individuals holding hands down in the mall and having a person recognize that and make a big deal out of it made them comfortable, which gave them either... And I'm reading way too far into this, by the way. Um, gave them... <laughs> The idea that it would be okay, and then that person goes on to be one of the allies that fought for me to be able to legally get married in 2014. Yes, only seven years yeah. ago was I able to legally get married. 
So yeah, I am going to overreact a little bit. I am going to go yeah. overboard a little bit. I am going I to it. shoot past the line a little bit. But mm -hmm. I, I just wonder, like, I don't know. Me personally, uh, people that know me, it's like, uh, here's one thing that everybody should know. Uh, this year is my 40th and uh, birthday, 40th anniversary of birth. Um, coming up in about a month or two. Yo, killer. Welcome. Um, if anybody ever tries to have a surprise birthday party for me, they would be absolutely blacklisted. I've never talked to them again. They're not part of my family. I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. You are dead to me. Really? Yeah. I like doing surprises. Dead serious. Can't you handle it. You would disown me? Yes. Wow. So it it's it's just a, it's a personality thing for me. <laughs> I cannot take it. I just can't take it. Um so if that person would have made that kind of a reaction, I personally would have been completely freaked out. So that's why I think it's so important to think of it on an individual level and but but when a that's person is attempting do. Yeah, yeah, well it's my part 2, part 2. <laughs> so it needs to take both sides. Not that we need to ask more of people who we've already asked so much of, mm -hmm. but when I do that, if I overreact, can you just say, hey, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable as a person. Don't do that. Okay. I think I think we need communication like that. It's, that, it's, and so, and it's such a personal response mm -hmm. to some of those things. You can't yeah, expect it, that every gay person or black person or whatever is going to have the exact same response. It's just as racist as being racist in the first place. I think. Well, the the, the thing is, so I'll, I'll I'll so going to the race part of things, and this is for you um, to answer, um, Crimson. He's um, perfect for it, man. <laughs> um, so the problem that I run into is that I've held so tightly onto the words of Morgan Freeman saying that, to stop talking about race, don't mention it, just treat them like other, just treat everyone like a human being, just be human beings, enjoy the human race, that I feel like the, sim simply, the simple fact of me mentioning the things that we're talking about today, right now, here at the end of the podcast, um, makes me feel like I'm failing, Right? And by failing, you know, by the very fact that I feel like that there is some awkward necessity to mention, yes, you are a person of color and you're an amazing person of color. I don't feel like I, I, I don't feel like I should have to do that. And by the fact that I feel like by today's standards, today's standards makes me feel like I have to, it makes me feel weird. It makes me feel awkward. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, it is kind of weird and awkward, and you don't have to do that. Let, let me ask you this. Um, when I'm in your, your Twitch and chatting or whatever, b before you went to Unexplained and, and you saw me with uh, Ken Allen and Mistress B, did you know I was black? No. I thought you were a female. I don't know why. Everyone thinks that. I think it's the male part. But, it is um, the male. My sister's name is Melissa, so I just assumed. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, th did you care? No. That's the same attitude you continue on with. Like, oh, so that's what you look like. Yeah, even even like when I, when I saw you in the podcast, I didn't give a fucking shit. I, I cared about the yeah. topics that was being talked about. That means you're doing something right. It, you know, that's how I see it. Like, I, I, it didn't, it didn't, like, it, it was of no consequence to me. Yeah, so but, same same thing. Don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to talk about it. You're not 
you know, why put yourself through that stress? And like, oh my gosh, is this right? Is this wrong? It is. All right. I'm going to remember that and I'm never going to mention it again because yeah, like that was the, that was the, honestly the most uncomfortable fucking conversation I've ever fucking had to have in my goddamn life and I don't want to do it again. Uh, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, Imagine I mean, watching it. <laughs> I know for anybody that has to watch this now. Oh my God. I am so sorry. <laughs> All of a sudden. Oh, this was cut. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, I don't cut. We shit. know we we know what happens between those jump cuts. <laughs> there are no jump no, cuts. But... That's the thing, and that's one of the things that like the three thousand and something, four thousand something people that listen to us absolutely love about our podcasts is the fact that there is no cuts. I I and I, on that same thing, I have to do it. Like it just feels right that I should when I'm making the the first couple of YouTube videos. I'm really trying to learn editing. I'm terrible at it, by the way. You'll notice. Uh, if you look, um, but every single piece I cut, I'm putting at the end so that everything still exists as part of the timeline. And okay. it's more fun that way. Cause you see me like looking at Brad, like he's an idiot. And it's like, what the are you talking about? <laughs> or, so, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like whatever, whatever happens in the podcast is what gets uploaded. I don't edit um, shit out. I, I will, if I'm, because I, um, if it's on YouTube, it doesn't get cut out. It's whatever. But when I'm going to upload to, because it's just an audio file, I'll upload for uh, uh, I uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Yeah. I'll edit and cut, add music, you know, just to try and bring up the quality yeah. some. But oh, I mean, but I'll, yeah, add, I'll add shit, but I won't cut. Yeah. Like For example, this one I'll have to actually cut into two different podcasts because um, I'm allowed to upload two hours max of content we are at three hours and 36 minutes oh. so this is actually going to be two different podcasts like one extended from the other um which i don't care i mean this has been an amazing conversation um i i've enjoyed this fully i actually got to the point going back to the point that i was trying to make about the before we start talking about black magic and white magic and all that shit the order of Baphomet or the sabbatic goat um is actually something that I am going to start be putting together inside of the umbrella of the church that um, Mystic, Rook, and myself are putting together. So the section dealing with the left-hand path will no longer be called the left-hand path, but it will be called the Order of the Sabbatic Goat. Um, something tells me... I. I I have this spiritual inclination that that is something that needs to be done. Um, so the focus of my courses and my classes are going to be on Baphomet, um, my my dedication. Um, and uh, to all you fucking evangelical weirdos that might stumble upon this, I'm not going to curse you. I'm not going to curse anyone. I don't curse people. And you're a fucking idiot. Have a good day. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, so, uh, Crimson, you look like you got something to say on it. What, what would your idea? No, no I, I was just thinking of uh, Fred Sanford from uh, Sanford and Son. Just ended with beans and disease to you too. That's all. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I saw that smile. I was like, well, it wasn't funny yeah. what I said. So what's he thinking about? <laughs> yeah, that's all. Just had that in there. <laughs> Dude, that was a good show. What the fuck happened? Did they just like, did, did that thing just run out? Like, did, was that like? Uh, Sanford and Son? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I think it just ran its course. Yeah. Cause I know, I know the dude. Like, I mean, Sanford. Like, he got he got old towards the end of that. Like, their last Red season, Fox, he was really yeah. old. That happens. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but it was, he was a funny son of a bitch, man. Like, yeah, he inspired Eddie Murphy um, and uh, Richard Pryor, and and them. So he was crazy funny. You should see a stand up. Uh, I've mean, never seen a stand up. What I liked about his. What I liked about his um his his comedy in the sitcom though is like he had this way of being serious but being comical at the same time. Like you could tell that in the show, like he was being serious, but it was a joke. I loved yeah, so. it. I loved so, it. He was a funny dude, Red Fox. <laughs> My favorite stand-up comedian has to be George Carlin, though. Like bar none. George Carlin is he just pushed lines where like lines shouldn't have been pushed at the at those in the seventies. Like he was, he was good. He was good. Mystic, what about you? By the way, Mystic, uh, can I just say something? You right now are giving Talking Head a whole new meaning because your background is black, your shirt is black. I, I, I can only see your neck. Right, like you literally look like when you can't see the words on your shirt, like you literally look like a floating head. I like it. <laughs> you give you, um, you define new meaning into talking head videos. I don't know. Um, I am definitely a George Carlin fan. Um, I love Eliza Schlesinger for stand up. No idea who she that is. is uh, a very, very hilarious and funny uh, stand-up comedian. She's been out for a few years. Um, I do much enjoy her. Went to see her live not too long ago. She's pretty well known. Like she's not. She's, she's pretty big. Was she on Mad TV? Um, I don't know. Not that I know of. She could have been, but I don't think so. She does a, a thing called War Paint. Like that. That was her kind of entry into it. She's a little bit on the feminist side. Um, but not like, oh, wait, it's funny. F f feminist or feminazi? No, not feminazi. She's, it, it's, she's hilarious. You should watch a couple of her shows. War Paint was a really good one to get started with her. Uh, we saw her live and I couldn't breathe when I left. Um, I love stand up, just anything stand up. Um, same here. Um, Angela Johnson used to be a favorite of mine. Her first couple specials were great and they got kind of crappy. Wanda Sykes is funny to me, but not in stand-up. Um, I like her when she's doing like something else and she throws in the off-the-cuff stuff. She's freaking hilarious. Wanted to see her live. Missed that this year because of COVID. You know who I think? Uh, you know who I think is super funny in stand-up, but should be boring as fuck? Seinfeld. Like I've watched a few stand-ups with Seinfeld. Like the way he does his comedy, you would think, dude, this is just fucking boring as all goddamn hell. But like once you get to the punchline, you're like, dude, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's slow on the draw. Comedian, yeah, he's slow on the draw. 
You know, it, it, like, it's not quick. It's not quick-witted. It's slow on the draw. Like, I mean, he, he goes into a joke, it's in-depth, and then, you know, he hits the punchline, and it's like, all right, yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that I, one. I think, uh, for me, I, I love Richard Pryor after he was burnt up <laughs> for reasons. I know that's messed up to say, but he was enlightened, no pun intended. Um yeah. And uh, Christopher Titus, I like. I, I love that dark humor. Oh, he is hilarious. That, that sounds familiar. Uh, he used to have a show on Fox called Titus, and um, it was him, uh, Stacy Keach, I think his name was. But anyway, like you would he, like him because I think you like that dark, twisted yeah. humor. Yes, he's so. got a George Carlin vibe to him too, a little bit. Maybe not quite as not quite as smart as Carlin was with how he did stuff, but he's got that he, bite to him. Carlin was a fucking genius, man. Like, and his wordplay was like impeccable. Like he had impeccable fucking word. You couldn't, you, he was like the Eminem of stand-up comedy. Like you, you couldn't, you couldn't fucking hit him. Like if you dissed fucking Carlin, you were done. He would, he would destroy you, you know? So my two favorite comedians in general, top George Carlin. Second favorite um, would have to be Carlos Mencia. Really? Yeah, because Carlos we just had... hit a agree to disagree moment right now. <laughs> wow. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I, I look, despite the fact that he stole his jokes from like God knows how many other comedians, I like the fact like my exposure to Carlos Mencia wasn't stand up, but rather the mind of Mencia from Comedy Central. And I love the fact that he just attacked fucking everybody. He didn't give a shit. He was like, I don't care what what background you have, what your family is, where you're from, I'm dig I'm digging into you. You know? And it, it felt it was funny and it felt fair. You know, the way he did it. Yeah. I mean, um if you after everyone then you know what can he say that, that was the thing that was the thing like it's kind of like what fluffy that's why i like but south fluffy, park but they're not stand but, up but 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 fluffy but fluffy doesn't do it like you know um gabriel iglesias um like he he doesn't he doesn't do it he only does it like for like mexicans and stuff like that like that that's pretty much like where he he kind of stops his 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 kind of like race-based humor but I'm going to tell you, as somebody that lives in Mexico and has lived in Mexico for the last over 10 years, everything he says about Mexicans is 100% funny because there's an exaggeration, but true. Like, driving a Volkswagen Beetle from the 1980s? Yeah, that's the most common car you see down here. Is a fucking '80s Beetle, no joke. That's where it was right? made. Made in Mexico. One of the so, few imported cars from Mexico in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. See that I that I didn't know. So you learn something every day. Um, I'm a gearhead you know, too, which is weird, but yeah, I I you'd think I would be, but like I know like car models and manufacturers, but not. Oh, I'm like a total gearhead. No, see, you know, like the nitty gritty like that. No, I don't know. Um, anyway, 
Anyway, we, we we have another segment. We have to, a couple more segments we have to move into before we end this. So we can, we're I think we're going to try to finish this at four hours uh, to round it out. I don't know so, if you got me for another 29 minutes. I'm just saying I'm dying. Oh, fuck off. Um, so I'll the do next, it tomorrow. The, the next one is the um, ritual of the week. And this is another one fall kind of falls on you, Mystic. Yeah, like the last three did. I don't have a ritual this week. Next. Oh, darn. <laughs> I really don't have a ritual for this week. I'm tired. I'm all losing right, it. So, all right, so ritual. Um, so one of the things I've been doing, ritualistically speaking, is I've been using a lot of sigil work. Um, I've been taking a lot of like kind of like my desires or my wants or like my needs um, as a person and putting them into sigils um, and then putting those sigils into my cauldron to be burnt with incense. Again, I use a lot of fire um, in my rituals. Um, I know that there are some people, some practitioners that would sit there and say that rituals are, um, you know, or not, like fire is not a good thing to be using for like when you're trying to get something you want. Um, as Mystic has mentioned in the past. Um, thus far, the results have been positive. Um, if you guys are wondering, I'm I'm a lazy witch. And uh, I actually use a sigil generator online, which is actually really, really a really cool site that I randomly found. You put in like your desire and it actually uses an algorithm to create a sigil for you. Um, can't remember the exact name of the site, but um, definitely takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Um, from my research, from what I've noticed, it actually is pretty accurate to how digital creation works. Um, so there's you could do that. Um, and the last segment would be the deity of the week, Mystic. Just kidding. <laughs> I do want to add, though, since you brought up sigils, that's a great one. I did put a topic in there. I just didn't have time to develop it too much. Um, I use sigils a lot. Um, I, I find them very interesting to you know, the, the thought process of activating, creating, and making them and all that stuff. Um, connecting them with the intent, just like any other spell to me, works very well. And I actually I love working with sigils and making them. Um, putting them into Microsoft Paint right now to design them out. Uh, because I use them for the connection between my physical and astral elements deal. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mm -hmm. they're fun to make. I enjoy them. And uh, sometimes they creep me out when I see the end result. But um, I have That's a, there's awesome. a, yeah. It, so there's a couple of deities that like I have on the list that I wanted to talk about. And I think I want to go into more detail on this one when I have more time. But um, the one that I brought up was, uh, is Eris, which is a Greek goddess. Um, I, I tend to work in multiple different pantheons because I feel like in my personal practice that the pantheons connect across different things based on your location, time frame, not that saying that every deity is the exact same, but I don't believe, I guess the point is, I don't believe that mixing pantheons is something that will get you smited. Like some people tend to believe if you do believe that, then stick to one, not my problem, right? So anyway, Eris is the goddess of strife and discord, and I wanted to bring that up because we're talking about a lot of topics about strife and discord. And so when you think about or talk about, you know, a god or goddess of something, depending on how you believe, 
the idea for me is um, not that I would maybe call upon Eris to call strife in Discord, which probably is something you could do, but I would work with this deity to when I'm in a situation of strife and discord on how to either adjust it, move it, or remove those things. Funny thing is, um, uh, other things that are considered strife and discord are things like rivalry, contention, distress. So does that mean if you have these things in your life that Eris is present? Or does that mean if you have these things in, the, this, in your life happening, you need this deity present? I tend to believe both. I think when you look at the grand scheme of balancing, because, you know, and I know there's a lot of hot topic about balance um, and how that fits into into uh, uh, spirituality because people are worried or wondering or thinking about what is balance? And, and is, does balance mean everything is right in the middle? Well, not necessarily, because sometimes you need 60% water and 40% earth. I don't know, whatever. Um, but the the whole balance idea for me is a little bit less about making things even, but making them the right recipe for the moment that you need them or whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't be calling on this, uh, this entity or deity or in the um, uh, lots and lots of stories of Eris in like the, um, the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh, you know, Greek mythology, uh, referring yeah. to them as a daimona or a personified spirit, yep. mm-hmm. right? And yep. I'm not even going to get into the demon connection there, but everybody can hear it, right? So well, the idea... We, we kind of we talked about we that did, tonight. yeah, but... And the thing is, is basically, you know, it's, it's not getting your comeuppance or making karma happen, <laughs> rather balancing the scale right at the moment, right? Mm-hmm, so exactly. there's a there's a story about Eris where she went uh, was not invited to a wedding. She's the only goddess that wasn't invited, not knowing why a goddess needs invited to a wedding, but whatever. She wasn't invited to the wedding of Peleus and Thetis, who are two of the other uh, deities that are discussed, or Daimona, I should say, that are discussed in the Iliad. Um, she came anyway. She's like, screw you guys, I'm coming. I'm the only one you didn't invite, so I'm going to come. So she gets there. She goes to the to the beginning and they like, you're not coming in. So she threw the most beautiful golden apple across and said, whoever gets this golden apple um, uh, is the fairest person or the fairest goddess. Well, a whole bunch of, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Hera, Aphrodite, and one more, I can't think of, maybe Athena. I think it's Athena. Yeah. Um, Basically got in a fight over it and supposedly started the Trojan War. Good times. So that escalated escalated quickly. They went to Paris, actually, to have them choose. Because first they went to Zeus, I think, or some god. And they said, hey, you you pick and tell us which one is the fairest out of us three. And and he was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Smart man. He got Paris to do it. That's what happened. And yeah, started yeah and so the the idea that or the thought behind this is you know when you're working with a deity is this the person that are you are you using this energy or spirit or using is a terrible word to do it but uh to create this discord or using it to remove this discord and i think it's always going to be for me both um because either you've identified it and you're pulling it back or you need it because something needs to be righted on those scales and you you put it out there so um, there's a ton of stories about Eris out there. I would love to go into more detail on that. I 
uh, don't think we have the time for tonight. Yeah, um, tonight, no. But there's 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 just a lot to to go along with with the idea that's behind having a deity of strife and discord, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, sounds like some what somebody would label a demon to me. So, Probably. I mean, like, the thing is, I mean, we talked about. I mean, I have, I have an entire video on my YouTube about like the origin of demon and demon and like how it goes from Greek to Latin and then like it was taken from. the all that shit. But I'd like to ask, so the one thing that I kind of forgot to ask, and I feel like an asshole for forgetting to ask it, um, Crimson, I know that you've mentioned that, like, you don't, like, like, you mentioned, like, your podcast was created to bring other people together, like, in within the occult. But you haven't actually mentioned what it is that you do. Oh, that's easy. I don't really do anything. Um, I do my tarot reading. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I do tarot reading, but as far as practicing and all that, I actually don't really do anything. I like researching, studying. I like hearing stories, and I like sharing those stories. Okay. Um, but I'm actually I'm a believer in all things, ninety percent of things. <laughs> so let's say yeah, ninety percent of things. But I I don't um. I don't do rituals. I don't work with uh, uh, deities, demons, angels, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I believe I have felt their energy. Oh, if only you asked me this earlier, I would have told you a wicked story. Um, but um, but I guess I'm I'm not self-centered, but I'm a believer in using your energy to to make things happen to uh create your own reality to a degree so at the most i will do is and it's fairly basic and anyone and everyone can and has done it it is meditate visualize and grab onto like literally i will make that motion and grab and hold and it's like no this is mine and and that's the most that was. I, I know it's a little disappointing, but uh. well, I know. I mean, not disappointing. I mean, that's that's kind of mm. like I think where a lot of us kind of started out at was kind of like you know you we visualization is a huge part, which is why like one of the things we talked about last week was the reason why we need more intricate and elaborate altars the older we get um, is to help with the visualization aspect of things to kind of put us in that mode. Um, and I mean, mystic has mentioned many times that like, yeah, you know, like he, you know, needs like, you know, that visualization of his altar. But once he's in that mode and visualizing, then it's just like, boom, it's like, we're back to being like 15 years old again, you know, mm-hmm. and it's you know, the compass that kind of sets everything back on the normal, the plane for me anyway, mm-hmm. meditation no, is a, the most important part of all of it. Same thing, same thing here. Like, well, when I'm doing a dedication or I'm doing a ritual, like, I mean, I'll sit in front of my altar with the candles going and the incense going, you know, for, for a good, you know, anywhere from a half an hour to 45 minutes, you know, to put myself into that, you know, in into that mode of, you know, creating magic. Um, and it, it doesn't get more difficult with time, I feel, but... You know, you definitely feel a difference like from when you're a kid to now, because like when you're a kid, everything is magical. Everything is new. And it's like, like it's like turning down the opacity, right? 
as uh-huh. you get older. Uh, you guys were speaking about that with uh, Reanimator, and um, you know, for me, I've I've never had that problem with imagination. Everything always feels new to me because I I've always I'm a kid at heart. Like I'm a big freaking kid, and I think we all have to remain that to some degree, which is very hard. You know, life kicks you in the butt and yep. bills, 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 and taxes. Um, but um, but for me, you know, like I'm I'm literally a big kid. You know, I, I'll sometimes say I'm an adult, but I'm a big yeah, kid. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we do need to keep that that part of it. You have to find something that that just makes you go wild and you have to keep on on to that feeling and and you know i guess i'm lucky because i do writing a lot you know intricate storytelling and that helps and and i like simple things as well eating money you know that makes me really happy Woo! um but um but i also i also know that you know, perhaps, and and this could be from studying voodoo, uh, the Gide family in particular, that life should be fun, or as much fun as you can have. It should be exciting, and you can't should. be bogged down all the time by the negatives, which, again, it's very difficult, and everyone has their days. You know, it, it's just, it happens. But I do try to remember that, and I get mm-hmm. excited about it again and you know like this project i'm working on i'm excited about that. i can't share it just yet but i'm excited about it and and like i said earlier it inspires me and it gets me going and it brings out that little that that little big kid in me so that's good man i'm, I'm glad that you still got that because a lot of us lose that man like i yeah, mean i um, know that i i've lost it a little bit um you know having to deal with you know life like you said you know bills and you know shit like that um but i I still feel i mean the reason i still keep you know buying shit like this you know like i have to fucking buy this but yeah i mean you know it's it serves its purpose yeah exactly it's what makes you happy i mean no one else has to understand it but you do i mean you guys can't see it but you know this is i'm freaking surrounded by video games i love them but you know like i have at least 20 games uh 30 games on the tape that you can't see you know things like i love it you know and it's about you ever want to play games man i'm down i'm always down to play games yeah so i mean i need a i need i i actually do need to get back to gaming a little bit but after my project is done (laughs) um but it is important to treat yourself and say, yeah, man, this is okay. Let's be happy. Let's get excited. You know, let's yeah. get messy. Let's do something stupid once in a while. Not too dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I kind of like, I, 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 for me, it's always like very visual for me. Like, which is why, like, you know, I, I have the clothes that I have. I have the altar that I have. I have the com- computer that I have. Like, it's, it's. If you didn't know any better, you'd feel like you'd be like, this dude's going through a midlife crisis, isn't he? Um, Because, like, the way I look at it is I'm 35 years old. I still look good. You know, I don't don't look like a fucking old bag of bones. 
you know, so I might as well get the clothes I want, get the shit that I want, actually have an altar. Cause like we're talking about it, like you said, like with your animator and like him and I, like the last podcast we're talking about when we were 15, all we had to do is like write a fucking draw symbol on a piece of paper, put it on the desk and we were good to go. You know, like now at like, you know, 35, it's like, you know, we got candles and incense and statues and shit, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, you, for, you need more. For me, for me, I like simple because I understand simple, like my little pendulum board here. You know, that's what this is. And this is Papa Legba's thing. But that is cool. simple. Uh, Angie also made the same person who made Love the Necronomicon. And. I, I did cool. a I did a sigil myself. It's just a basic little money sigil for me. It's on my Instagram, and you know that. Is, so I think sometimes we overcomplicate things when we should simplify it. You know, I don't I don't think you need to 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 be so intricate all the time. You know, just be. I I challenge you to just free draw, free hand draw a sigil for yourself. Just something silly. And put in that 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 childlike young energy, and I bet you, you will smile and be like, "Huh, I remember this." I bet you. I think I'll do that. I think I'll take your challenge. I'll do that because I think I think the older that I get, the more detail they try to get with things. You know, like yeah. then the more I try to dig into it. Anyway. Um, that is definitely going to be it for this night. We, this 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 podcast has been going for four hours and five minutes. This is the longest podcast I think we've done in a very long time. Um, we talked about I a lot of important. <laughs> yeah, you, you look at, um, you know, we we talked about a lot of really important things um, in terms of what's going on with the uh, evangelical extremism. Um, is I'm, I'm coining that phrase, by the way, I need to see hashtags. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Crimson, I thank you very much. I'm honored, um, to have you on, on the show with us. Thank you very much for being here the oh, whole time you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime, anytime, except for like next week, cause next week we got jet coming on. Um, but anytime you want to come on, if you like, if you're bored of shit and you want to come in and hang out. Just ask, and we will pull pull your ass in, man. Like you know, right you know, I'm good with it. Um, so definitely, everyone, this has been the Malice Experience. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we had a blast. Uh, we will see you all next week. I'm actually ending the stream and the podcast. I am fucking done for the night. Uh, I got another burger calling me. Uh, <laughs> Thank you all. Love your faces. Um, and stop hating on the left-hand path. See you guys later. Bye. And all the paths. Yeah, there you go. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>